from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. This is You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz and Mocha. Just woke up. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Game of Thrones last night. Spoiler alert, by the way, in case it matters to you. Before we get into this. I've been saying for years that as a massive fan of Game of Thrones... I love the show, but if, if an episode finished and you said, hey, what happened? I'd be like, I have no idea. Because it was just so complicated and the names were so confusing and the places were so confusing that I never understood it. I yeah. loved it, but I never understood it. This season, far easier to follow because everybody's just in one place now. So it's, it's all the confusing stuff now suddenly all makes sense after like 10 years or however long it's been. Um, but it's still, if you watch it, confusing and I have always said that if you had never seen an episode of Game of Thrones your recap would be just as sensible as what mine would be and so damn it Maury who has never seen Game of Thrones before up until this is the third one so two weeks ago yeah um, has been doing recaps of Game of Thrones. Did you enjoy last night's or no? No. And my husband poked his head out from the office at one point and was like, turn that down. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moy hates it. It's like torture. It is like torture. And last night's episode was 80 minutes, by Oh, the way. no. With just moaning and groaning. Yeah, it was 80 minutes. So uh, I don't know if you're even capable of spoiling anything, but we should say spoiler alert. Um, so, Maury, have, do you have your, re- your recap? Yeah. Because it was a big one last night. This is what... All all these years have led up to. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> I oh, go. No. Okay, okay, go ahead, more. All right. It's still nighttime, and we're back outside. A lot of people are standing guard, some in armor and some not, waiting for something to happen. No one is speaking, but everyone is shivering like it's cold out. They've been looking out into the uh, darkness for what feels like forever. One lady shows up on a horse and asks if he speaks from their tongue. He says something like, he look a shafty. And everyone pulls out their knives. Oh my God. Suddenly he says a random phrase and the guy's knife lights up in flames and everyone smiles and suddenly everyone's knives turn into torches. And off they go. Hundreds of people on horses and torches rushing off into the distance, but we see Jon Snow and the Blonde Queen looking down on them from atop of a hill. Someone yells, cease fire! We hear yelling in the distance, reminiscent to a late night party in a lake, but this is on horses. (laughs) (laughs) Jon Snow says to the Blonde One, the Night King is coming, and she says the dead are already here. Oh my God! Out of nowhere, something is attacking the people on horses so many deaths and dying and stabbing and carnage. The blonde queen escapes on a dragon. The dragon is shooting fire on all the people fighting. I guess to kill the dead. People are still chopping off heads and arms and bodies flying all over the place with splashes of blood each time. Someone that looks familiar, the young guy with a baby face is dead. That might be important. (laughs) A woman holds onto a log and says over and over, ah, Lego Misan. (laughs) 
sauce. <laughs> Light on me sauce. Her words turn the moat into a sea of fire water. She looks shocked that it worked, but it stopped the fighting. More people show up with bows and arrows and start shooting those, and so the fighting is back on. Dead people are climbing the walls, but get their heads chopped off before they reach the top. A young girl comes out of nowhere with long sticks and uses them like nunchucks and stabs people left, right, and center and saves the day. Where she? Where was she before? But suddenly, a, a beastly tall ogre man um, knocks her down to the side, throws her around. The beast man lifts her up. You think he's going to eat her, but she jabs something into his one eye. There are so many zombie people attacking the living. So many. What the hell just happened? A dragon swoops down and sprays blue goop all over the place and puts out the fires. We find out that the dragon is being um, ridden by some sort of man creature. No hair, just skin spikes on his head and lizard features. Jon Snow and the Blonde Queen are ready to fight this thing. As Jon running towards him, the lizard man brings all the dead bodies back to life. It looks like everyone is not dead anymore but they are all have blue eyes now that must mean something but then a dragon <laughs> sprays fire and kills them all again oh well the lizard man walks over to a boy in the wheelchair and is about to kill him but the young what? strong girl runs up and stabs him the lizard man dies but bursts into water and all the dead he brought back are re-dead <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah. Also, the boy in the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. Uh, it's International Dance Day, and they say that seventeen percent of us admit that we're terrible dancers. I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that you're a terrible dancer. Is there a difference between being a terrible dancer and just not knowing really how to dance? Mm. No, because if you don't know and you try. I would say you. it's awkward more I than just love, being a terrible dancer. I love to dance, but I'm just not good at it. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's interesting to me that with dancing and singing, you know... I will say this. A dancer who... Somebody dancing who's not great is yeah. sort of endearing. You know, like when you're at a wedding... And you see somebody dancing who's terrible. We all kind of like it. Sort of warms your heart a little bit, sure. right? Because they're just giving it and they're having a good time. You know, dance like nobody's watching. You know, there's yeah. a reason that saying exists. But nobody ever says sing like nobody's listening. You know, <laughs> you can be a bad dancer. It's uh -huh. okay. It's more forgiving than being a bad singer. Right. We like you could be at a like a, a public event and be a terrible dancer and people are like, oh my God, bless his heart. But you can't be at a public event to be a terrible singer and start singing. Yeah. People start plugging their ears. Yeah. Tell them to shut we up. We are out. far more judgmental of regular people who can't sing than we are of regular people I who think can't because, dance. Be, because people who can't dance, there's no sound to it. So it's not like annoying. It's not obnoxious. Is it though? I agree. And you really? know you could you could dance poorly at a concert. You can dance poorly at a wedding. You really can't dance poorly at a nightclub because you're. That's oh yeah, why you can. You no, but no, you go I, yeah. to dance. But it's tolerated, though. It's tolerated. Like you're. It's it's okay. Somebody will always sort of look and be like, "Oh God, yeah, this is yeah. that guy just giving it. Like, yeah. Just giving it." Like listen, but like, back in the day, I used to see people on electric circus. That were terrible. Like at least one in the yeah, group. You exactly. could always tell. Well, because they they hired professional dancers. But for you that. can't be a terrible singer though. 
it's not acceptable. No, like, you can. You, you, no, because no, but not people. in those, not in that yeah. context. Like people aren't going to back you as a terrible singer. Yeah, people aren't going to be like, they won't oh my rush God. to your defense. No, like, as they would somebody who dances like, terribly. If you're a terrible, like if you're a terrible dancer, and you're at a public place, like a wedding or a private function or whatever it is. If you're there, your friends will drag you onto the dance floor so you can unleash your horrific oh, yeah. moves. All the time. And you're like, if, no, no, I, no, I don't want to. And they're if, like, come on, it's fun. If you'll you're be an fine. awful singer, nobody is throwing a microphone in your hand. Yeah. I went storming so at a wedding because I didn't So you can do that dance. thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No one's saying, just oh, come on, come just on, take man, the microphone. Just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. We're all waiting. Like, like, yeah, it'll it's be fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody ever says that, right? Like you, you protect the terrible singer, but you encourage the terrible dancer. Yeah. It's a really, it's a weird thing, and I don't know why. Have you I, ever I been dipped? I don't know why. I've never been dipped. If uh, I ever been dipped, nah. I've never no, been dipped. Because I'm so big, nobody can dip me. Yeah. Right? Mocha, would you dip me? No. No. <laughs> Do you know how to dip? Have you ever dipped somebody? Uh, Come on, dip me. I think I have. You think you have? You don't, have you're I not 100% dipped? sure if you've no, dipped I've somebody? No, I've never dipped. You've never dipped somebody? Say not no. it. Say you not know, it. What? Say not no, it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, I'm not dipping I'm still not dipping. Right now. Come on, man. No, it's the International no Dance Day. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, hold on here. There's something I wanted to ask you about. Give me two seconds. I think Maybe. it was about napping. No, hold on here. Just give me oh. a sec. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, so we've, many times on this show, we've gone through the differences between napping and sleeping, the rules between napping and sleeping. Yeah. Okay? Because I have had this discussion in my house with Catherine over the years where I will have a nap, and me having a nap is me on the couch. Agreed. Catherine is always like, why don't you just go to bed? To the bedroom. That's a sleep. That's a sleep. That's not a nap. And yeah. even if you are in a bedroom, nap on top of the covers, sleep under the covers. I nap under the covers. I thought napping was the duration of time. No. no. Napping is, you are not napping. You are sleeping. But I'm only yeah. napping for an hour. Nope. That's sleeping. There's a difference. A nap is its own thing. So yeah. because I get into my pajamas under the covers, that's yeah, sleep. Yeah, you're going to sleep, you're going to bed at that point. <laughs> but that's I'm not a nap. For an hour. No, but that's not a nap. Well, no, 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 no. Lying to myself. Yes. No, you are yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Where? Like the whole preparation of getting into bed is what you're doing during the day. Where yes. you take off your day clothes and you get in your pajamas. Yeah. Brush my teeth and yes. everything. Okay. So if anybody has a different definition or rules for the difference between napping and sleeping, please let us know. Uh, but like when I nap, I do the same thing, which is I go on the couch yeah. and I lie on my back. And I take three couch cushions and I lay them down across my body. Okay. And then I take my arms and I tuck them underneath the first one and put my hands on my chest like I'm in a like I'm a Dracula. <laughs> You're in a coffin. Yeah. 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 What or, is the purpose of the pillows? Or uh, just to keep me warm. Well, I just use a blanket because I, I prefer the pillows. But then you only. You're only keeping yes. like your chest, your yes. midsection, and like your thighs warm. Yes, and then yes, correct. And but then, then your shins and feet are cold, and your arms. No, like because, your elbows. No, no, because what winds up happening is, so I, I, I cross my hands and I put them on my chest yeah. like I'm a Dracula, right? And then what I do is I will wake up and my arms will be sore and asleep from being bent this way. Yeah. Then the, then I go to position two, which, which is? is lying on my back, three pillows down my body. Yeah. And then I take my arms and I put them straight and I take my hands and I hold my butt cheeks, my own butt cheeks. So I lift up my butt 
and then I take my hands and I put them underneath me while I'm lying down and I hold my own butt cheeks. So my forearms are then underneath my body and my hands are warmed by my butt cheeks. Oh, That's how should, I nap. You know what? what? You should probably just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think all that. No, try it. No. no. no hold on, but That's you're not, a lot of work. Go, on the, Mary, go on the couch right there. Go on the couch. Lie on the couch. Yeah. Right? Okay, lie on the couch. And then, and so, so just like that. So Maury right now is doing Dracula, right? So yeah. imagine if you had three gorge, gorgeous cushions all down your body. Yeah. And then you're going to wake up and your arms are tired. And then take your arms and put them by your sides. Put your hands under your butt cheeks. No, right under your butt cheeks. Lift yeah. your butt up. Like palms up. up. Yeah. Under, yeah. Now, now put your bum down. Put your bum down. No, put your hands. Cup your own butt cheeks. No, Maury, you're not doing it right. Maury, straight arms and cup your own butt cheeks. But my but, butt is higher than yours. No, put your hands all the way under your butt cheek. There you go. Like that. Now lie down. That's how I nap. <laughs> like a rocket. Yeah, bro. I think, honestly, I think you should just sleep during the day. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. You know, I've tried to get through so many times in the mornings. I have a really long drive to work, and uh, this is the first time. Well, Aww. congratulations. Happy to have you. What's your name? My name is Casey. Casey. How old are you, Casey? Uh, actually, I just turned 32 yesterday. Oof, oh, happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. Nice. So what's going on? What can we do for you today? So I'm calling because the way that Raj just explained how he naps, I do the exact same thing. Get out of here. Hold on. With the, with the pillows across your body and then yeah, with your and arms then- crossed like Dracula, like you're in a coffin. And then midway through the nap, you take your, your hands and you straighten out your arms and put your hands and uh, cup your own butt cheeks. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about the cupping of the butt cheeks, but I definitely put them to my side and then try and tuck them under the back of my body because yeah. to keep it warm, right? Yeah, keep it warm. Yeah, That's exactly. So oh, yeah. M- G. But I love the feeling of having three pillows. The three pillows is the really the magic part because it, it adds oh, like yeah. a, it adds a little bit of weight and it does keep but you warm. Your sides, like you're not warming your muffin no, tops. That's where my arms are, right? Then my arms are going straight. Like a, oh. It's like a com- extra comfy blanket pillow thing. I don't Thank know. You. Yes. Thank wow. you. Yeah. But what do you thought- do? Do you have a pillow under your head? Uh, yeah, uh, like a cushion, another yeah. cushion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on it. I mean, if you have the the wealth of cushions, then sure, yeah. maybe. And sometimes I don't. Like, if it's a difference between putting a uh, a pillow on my thighs or a pillow behind my head, I'll put one on my thighs. Really? Yeah. 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 Could you film 100%. this? 100%. No. <laughs> okay, that's like, wait, weird. Wait, I'm to live stream my nap? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. No. Uh, <laughs> weirdo. Thanks, Casey. Okay, you guys are great. Have a good day. I you too. Hi, it's Razamoka. What do you want to say? I kind of, to a certain extent, agree with Maury, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I'm the type of person who can pass out on the couch just like you, Roz, but mm-hmm. I can also not get up. Like, I will sleep for, like, a good four or five plus hours. So, to me, that's no longer a nap because I've been, like, sleeping on the couch for so long. I just consider it a sleep. No, yeah, that's no, just no. a real long nap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I say anything more than two hours on the couch, I think that's when you're crossing into uh, sleep territory. No, still a nap, just really? a long nap. So if you do six hours on the couch, <laughs> yep. that's still considered that a nap? That is like the greatest nap ever. <laughs> but if you do one hour in the bed, that's yeah. still a sleep. Und- un- like under the covers, in the bedroom, un- under your blankets with yeah. the lights off, that's sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, yeah, listen, you can nap. You can, if you're on the couch for five hours, that is a long nap. If you go to the bed and put pajamas on, turn the lights off and get under the blankets and sleep for an hour, that is a short sleep. Wow. That's the difference. 
what if you're on top of the bed, like on top of the comforter, clothes on? Is that a nap? That's a nap. So hold on. So when I fall asleep in front of a movie and Matthew leaves me there and eight hours later I wake up on the couch, I've napped? Is it the, no, is it the nighttime? Yes. No, that then no, then then that's that's just bedtime at that point. Yeah, you just you too know. many rules. Yeah. Huh. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thanks. Bye. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, I'm going through the story on where people cry the most. Where? Yeah, and there's some. So here, so they ask people like if you're out, not at like. Not at home, but like if you're out, where yeah. are you most likely to cry? Whether it's mm. somewhere that is designed to sort of get at your emotions or that's where the frustration comes out or like you're triggered funerals. in some way. What's that? They don't mean funerals. Like they mean... No, 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 no. Oh, my first... I was going to say funerals for sure. No, no, no. But outside of the obvious. Like, mm. In life, if you're going to cry. Like an art gallery. So here, at number, fi- at number five is a, a grocery store. Why are you crying store? in a grocery yeah, store? I don't know. See, here, and then I thought about that for a second because I know that the grocery store sounds a little bit odd, right? Yeah. But grocery store is like the only place I will go where I'm alone and I'm alone with my thoughts. Where you get then, all up in your then, feelings? Where then all of a sudden they start playing Fix You by Coldplay over a sound system that you can't get away from. True. Oh, so okay? it's not like you're oh, crying yeah. over the memory of a watermelon No, I'm just something. saying you, I get triggered in yeah. Metro, right? Because yeah, yeah. they're always pumping Coldplay after I have a bad day. Yeah. And then I might well up a little buying cheese. Uh, walking down the street is at number four of the yeah, places the you will cry. Yeah, I've cried at, walking down the street. There you go. At work? Oh, yeah, I work with you. Oh, wow. Jeez, damn. Uh, Therapy session all of a sudden. Yeah, no, take that, take that to group, Maury. Don't bring that in here. Um, at number two, is that a family event? So I guess maybe that could be something. Yeah. A wedding Oh, there's or so many family events that can cause crime. Uh, number one on the list with 53%. Okay, so wait, number, wait, wait. number one so on the list we got by a long shot. Fa- we got family. We got on the street. Yeah. We at got work. at work and we got at the grocery store. Correct. Else. Oh, oh, yeah. can I guess? Yes. Is it in the car? Yes. Oh, I Number was going to say the park. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that beautiful squirrel. He's eating all that, eating so, all that garbage. There's so much beauty. But you know what? No, like, if you're going to go with Roz's theory the about a song coming over the sound system at a grocery store, then you could say listening to Kiss in the Car and song plays that makes you cry. Yeah, I would say it's more of that is your sort of private space where you you can work through some things that maybe you need to work through yeah. where you did have a bad day at work and you, you did not me? cry at work so you just sort of let it all out in the in the car. Don't look at me. What do you mean? I'm talking to you. Okay. <laughs> what would you like me to do? <laughs> okay, I'll put my hand up like yeah. this. Like Again, Maury, take it to group, bro. Right? Yes. Like, damn. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If you are not yet a member of the Air Transat Kids Club, we cannot recommend this more. And it's free for kids ages 2 to 11. There are so many advantages uh, that come with being a member of Kids Club. And I think that you have to really sort of break this down here. Because when, when you say Kids Club, it, it might be confusing for some people. It's not an actual thing. Like at the airport, there's a place called Kids Club. And then you can bring your kid in there or at like the destination you're going to. Kids Club is this, it's a part of Transat. And what it is, is when you sign your kid up for Kids Club, you then get access to 
all these family parks that make traveling with kids so much easier. Yeah, for example, free seat selection right. on your round-trip flight, a dedicated check-in counter for members and their families for Way speedier service, pre-boarding for members and their families. Uh, this includes economy class as well. Yeah, so it's pre-boarding in economy and because that's the way you really want it when you are traveling with the kids because we all know sometimes traveling with kids, although you love them, it's a nightmare. Uh, priority baggage handling. This one's big. Stroller gate delivery service, yep. right? Uh, plus get entered to win an exciting family vacation. Visit airtransat.com slash kids club to learn more. There you go. Okay, let's take a phone call. Hello, Razamoka. Hi, guys. I know that you probably hear this often and I actually do call in often but I wake up like extra early in order to catch your show as soon as it starts at 6 Wow! and then I do the news at 6.40 and then again at 8.40 Um, I just got out of the hospital for some like pretty serious reasons and I would listen to the podcast I remember when it came out I was like screaming in the shower because you guys announced that it was coming out, and I like that's all I ever dreamed of. Aw, so what's your name? In the morning before my med- my name's Madison. Madison. If you don't mind us asking, what were you in the hospital for? Um, I actually went into cardiac arrest. Wow, cardiac arrest? Yeah. From oh, what? From what? Oh so, yeah, just like and I was in there for like three and a half weeks. But I would, before, like, my blood was taken in the morning, yeah. I would pop in my headphones and I would listen until. Um, a roommate. I would listen to the podcast until you guys started. How old are you, man? Yeah, how, how old are you? How old are you? I'm 23. How'd you, why'd you go into cardiac arrest at 23? <laughs> you tell me. No, I'm kidding. No, you know. Um, it was just like a lot of drinking and yeah. not eating properly yeah. and my potassium was low and all those levels and stuff like wow. that. Any drugs? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, I'm not. So, and when did you get out of the hospital? I actually got out yesterday night and wow. I went... Straight to Walmart and got like food and stuff like that. Jeez. But like I listen religiously. Like you change my morning like every single morning, and I listen uh-huh. to you the whole time. Wow, you are uh, phenomenal. And, and are you good? The doctors are like you're good now, or are you? Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm walking with a cane, and yeah. I know that uh, we have crews. Like you guys have crews now, but my feet are what I imagine being pregnant for like three weeks. At, like they're bigger than my pillows. Yeah. So I have oh, to walk wow. with a cane now. All that IV, huh? Yeah. 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 And I don't even get to wear my new kicks. And <laughs> I know that we can appreciate Mocha. Hell yeah. Wow, Madison. We're happy that you're okay. Um, we're happy that uh, that we make you happy. We appreciate that. And uh, we most definitely appreciate your dedication to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Honestly, changes my morning and it kills me when every time I call, Maury still tries to use the fake, one of his fake accents or whatever. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, Maury fakes an accent anytime people call up. So, because he doesn't want to make it seem like, he you know, the answering the phones is yeah. like, Beneath him. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Right. Well, well um, <laughs> Madison, thanks for calling. Between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, I knew it. Okay, I gotta say now, I got. I, okay, I like Roz because he's like me, like very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But I love you because you're a family guy. What? I'm not a family. I had a family I follow, first. I follow, no, I know that. I follow Catherine and I think Roxy's the cutest thing ever. But for some reason, Cruz 
like hits like close to home. Oh, my it's son. Crazy. Wow. Oh, okay. So are you yeah, pick Mocha because you think his kid is cuter than my kid? Okay, I didn't say cuter than your kid. Oh my god! Oh, better no. than? You oh, think his no. kid is better than my kid? <laughs> is that is that going to be the next step? The next the next evolution of who's your favorite? <laughs> oh my god! Is that the worst. next? Who do you? It's going to be between Cruz and Roxy. Who's your favorite? Yeah. Listen, Madison. <laughs> Listen, Ma- yeah, Madison. Okay. Madison. I'm about two hours away from going into cardiac arrest because of drinking after this phone call. <laughs> you just you just sent me over the edge, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much, Madison. We love you. Bye, hon. All right, love you guys. Thank you so much. The Rosin Mocha Show podcast. Tommy Hilfiger doing in town yesterday. So what they do is um, there's something called the annual Audi Innovation Series where there's like, I guess the third time they've done it, where Audi brings in like big shot design, smart people, creative individuals. And then they sit and they have discussions around creativity, design, everything else. Because Tommy Hilfiger, like fashion legend icon and has sort of changed the face of a lot of things in his day. Damn it, Maury, on the other hand, not the most fashionable person. No. However, do you talk about, can I talk about the sweater or do you want me to hold on to that? Yeah, so. Talk about it. Yeah, okay, so Maury was gifted by somebody, some relative, um, a Tommy Hilfiger sweater, but Maury Maury Matthew both thought it was ugly as hell. Oh, what? Really? Right, and it was in the giveaway pile. And then so Maury's like, oh my God, I'm talking to Tommy Hilfiger. I should totally wear that sweater. Yeah. So he wore the sweater and? that they hate. And then Tommy Hilfiger, of course, was like, oh my God, you look so good. Get out of here. Yeah, are you so still, now, are you so still giving it away? Now it's Maury's favorite yeah, sweater. No, they're still giving it Do you away. Have a picture? Let me see a picture. <laughs> I want to see this terrible, <laughs> terrible sweater. I will say, um, I'll never forget my very first Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt. Never owned one. I had to save... I think like two or three paychecks. Really? Was it like a polo? Like what did uh, it? No, or was it, was it a, a t-shirt? Oh, a t-shirt with just his logo on the front, and it said Tommy Hilfiger. Really? And I'll never forget. I was working at the Bay at yeah. Scarborough Town Center, and I. Oh God, that is a hideous sweater. <laughs> wow, more. Thanks, more. Um, I'll never forget. I wanted this t-shirt so bad, and yeah. I saved like three of my Bay paychecks. Wow. And I finally bought it. And the day that I bought it, I drove to my friend Carlo's house. Yeah. <laughs> before going home after work. Yeah. And I was like, bro, look at this. I finally got me a Tommy shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were so proud. So how proud. much was it? Do you remember? Like, what did you, and how old were you then? Like, how old were you? Oh, God, like 17. Okay, maybe? so what's expensive for a 17 year old? I don't even know back then. Like, what's expensive for a 17 year old? It was like 75 old? bucks. Or 75 something. bucks for a t shirt. That's a lot yeah. of My dad would never, I would have yeah. to hide that in the basement. Yeah, and that was even on $75 sale. At a, yeah, on, a, on a t shirt. Anyway, so. Jeez. Uh, Damn, Maury getting awkward with Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger, how are you, babe? Thank I'm you. great. <laughs> Fantastic. How would you feel if you knew that your name was on my undies? Uh, I would <laughs> not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only. Mine also. <laughs> you're the only. on my undies. <laughs> You're the only other man allowed down my pants. <laughs> okay, I, I don't. Husband's the other one. I don't have an answer for that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if things can get any more weird, we have our pockets on our jeans. What is the little pocket within the big pocket for? <laughs> That's a coin pocket. That that was invented by Levi Strauss. Oh. I wish I had invented it, but I was not around then. <laughs> uh, it's a coin pocket. 
Don't you carry coins? No. Yeah, everything's card now. Everything's card. I know. It's crazy. But those coin pockets are cool. <laughs> so many wow. things to talk to Tommy Hilfiger about. That's you, what that is. That's a coin pocket? Asking about the little pocket. Mine's leather. Of course it is. Right now. Always is. Everything old is new again. Is there something from back in the day that is back in style that you never thought would come back? Uh, bell bottoms. Oh. Yeah. Because when I started in, in 1969, when I was 18 years old, and I sold bell bottoms, I wore bell bottoms, and now they're back. I wish I could wear bell bottoms. I have like thick walkers' legs, and they don't look good on me. <laughs> I think you could get away with it, <laughs> bro. Why are you lying to Tommy Hilfiger? Yeah. First, you're lying about legs. your no. legs. You're lying no, about your Marty. favorite sweater. You have, che- you, have, you have cheese popcorn legs. You don't have walkers' legs. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, the great Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Brandon. It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Good, uh, how old are you, man? I'm uh, 27. going to be 28 in May. Brandon, you wrote us, Hey, Roz and Mocha, FML, Fix My Life. I've been in a relationship with this girl for about two years now. Lately, in the past few months, she's been really needy and expects me to pay for everything for her, even though she has a great job that pays well. A friend of mine told me that last weekend he saw her flirting with another guy when she told me she was with her friends. I confronted her about this, and she never denied it. I thought about breaking up with her, but she always seems to emotionally blackmail me or find a way to convince me to stay. I don't know what to do at this point. Please help me, Brandon. So, Brandon, you confronted her about allegedly hanging out with some other dude after she told you she was going to be with the girls, right? Yeah, yeah. And you said she she did not deny it. So what did she say she was doing and who was that other person? Who was that other guy? Uh, I don't even know who the guy was. It's just some random dude that she met when she was out, I think. I mean, um, listen, women are allowed to talk to dudes, right? Like, we all know that. Um, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now, and flirting and everything, like, that's, it's all it's all subjective. And, of course, your friend who saw it, he's going to have your back, so he may look for something that may not have been there. Or she may have just been straight up flirting with another dude and lied to you about it. So leave all that there. But yeah. you seem to be at a place right now where being in a relationship with this woman doesn't make you feel good about yourself. Uh, yeah, that's a, it was great for the first year or so. But then after, I don't know what happened. Like she, her, like her, like the, I don't know what it is. Like the, her attitude towards me kind of changed. So I wasn't sure maybe she was kind of tired of the relationship or something. Like I wasn't really sure. Do you live yeah. together? No, no, no. She, she has her own place. Okay. okay. Do you trust her? I do, but then I was kind of questioning it after a while because I was like, I asked my friends and stuff and I was kind of, I wasn't like kind of going back and forth contemplating what I should be doing moving forward. But uh, it, like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like right now at this point in the relationship you trust her. Yeah. And, and not just with other guys, but just with your, with everything, with the, the future together, with your heart, with your, your emotions. Like the, the trust goes a lot more than just how she acts around other people, right? Like you have to trust somebody that you're with, with a lot of, yeah. your, with a lot of your life. And, it, and it's tough. And we're, when relationships go this way, it's like heroin, right? So what winds up happening is, is you have these great moments, okay? And then you go through these long stretches of feeling terrible about yourself. And, but you know that 
it can be good. And so you spend all this time, okay, trying to get back to one of those good moments because it makes all the terrible stuff different. Mm. It, it makes all the terrible stuff sort of better, right? And then those yeah. moments become few and far between and few and far between and few and far between. And then when you have a good day, your good day isn't actually a good day. It's just a not terrible day, right? And you're yeah. not actually enjoying yourself. You're not actually enjoying each other's company. Things have changed, whether it's she wants you to spend on her, whether she wants to go out more, but you're, you don't feel good about yourself in this relationship. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much in, in a nutshell. That's how, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I know you're chasing it. You're chasing yeah. those, you're chasing moments right now. And it's, yeah. uh, and it's no way to live, man. It's, it's a real, yeah. it's a real tough thing. Does she, when you close your eyes and you think about your future, are you with this woman? Uh, not really. Okay, then, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 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 that's your answer right there. You, you, uh, you just, yeah, you just, you just figured out what to do. Yeah, I, I was kind of, I had, I kind of had the idea of what was going on. Like I wanted, I want to like end things with her and just kind of move forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to, I, like, I, I kind of knew this way. I just kind of wanted a second opinion. So, you know, I asked my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys. <laughs> well, the answer is right in front of you. You just got to do the Thanos snap and get her out of your oh, life. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You don't sound too heartbroken over this. You know, I I think you knew that this is the answer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I kind of I kind of knew that. I just knew that. Yeah. That, that, that I had to push. You know. All right, Thanos, snap that girl away, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Send her send her home packing. <laughs> can you can you feel Mocha's foot on your ass? Because that's where it is right now. Oh, I I, I already knew from the yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brandon. All the best. Much love to you, bro. All right, man. Thanks so much. Uh, I, I I'm a big fan of you guys. I've been listening for the past ten years. Wow. Damn. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, even those days when I was in high school, I laughed at all your jokes and, like, all the, like, the cracks you guys do with Maury and Aww. the games and stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> I just I have to love you guys. Uh, uh, dude, between Roz and Mocha, yeah. who's your favorite? Oh, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> hands down, Mo- Mocha, because Ron oh. guys got to stick together. Wow. <laughs> wow! 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 No, no, I respect you. I respect you, Roz. I respect you, man. You're like a, you know, like that one, uh, uh, that cool uncle that I was like tell secrets to. So. You know what? I take oh, back everything no. I said. You know my vi- you know my advice is to you right now. Oh, I have no, no yeah. advice for you. The only thing I wish for you is that that lousy girlfriend of yours knows your pen number. <laughs> Oh, no, no, that's, that's, that's no. All right, dude. Oh, thanks for the advice, cool uncle. <laughs> no! <laughs> take care, Brandon. All right, take care, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. We often talk about on this show, full disclosure when it comes to relationships and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, meaning when you're just starting out in a relationship or even if you're in a relationship that has been going on for years sometimes, how much of your past are you obligated to tell your partner, whether it's a new relationship or a relationship that has been going on for a while? Um, Dr. Ruth is a legend as far as a sex therapist goes. If you remember when you were younger, if you're old enough, Sex with Sue was really big on TV where you were a kid and you would just watch on Sunday nights this old lady talking about sex. Well, there was two. There was Sex with Sue and then there was Dr. Ruth. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Ruth was even older. I think she's like 90 now. Oh, yeah? And there's a documentary about her um, uh, that'll be at Hot Docs and apparently it's fascinating. But Maury was talking to Dr. Ruth about 
this exact topic. Full disclosure. So let's play this clip of what Dr. Ruth says about full disclosure, and then we'll come back and we'll ask you guys a question. We do on our show Roz and Mocha's FML, Fix My Life, and the question has come up many times about divulging too much from your past. Do you think that when you start dating somebody new, do you need to talk about your past right away? Absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely keep your mouth shut. And you can even use white lies. Oh, wow. Now, what? don't tell somebody I've never had sex if you had had sex, because that doesn't fly. However, don't burden that other person with the misery of your past relationships that did not work out. Honey, it was a misery. Just keep your mouth shut. Well, okay. Keep Dr. Ruth's advice is just keep your mouth shut, right? Wow. So here's, here's the question that... You can, it's 416-870-8888 or 925-555 is where you can get a hold of us by text. Because we've talked so much about full disclosure. Now, the question is this. If your partner did find out everything, would your relationship end? No. Maury says yes. <laughs> Defiantly said okay, yes. Okay, so that's the question. That's the question. If they, because you're not obligated to say anything. We right. all know if you're grown, your person's going to come with a history. Okay, sure. you're a fool if you think that that's anything other than that. They have a history. People have a little couple city miles on them. But the question is, if your partner did find out, would it destroy your relationship? But don't you go into a new relationship like you're a blank slate? New me, new book? Yeah, but you still have a history. You still have a past. And how much should that past affect your current relationship? So if they did find out, yes. would it ruin everything? Just keep your mouth shut. Hey, Kiss, it's Razamoka. Uh, what's going on, Kendall? This is so funny because I'm just starting a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And the guy is actually, he's asking me those exact questions. And I'm someone, I don't know, I guess my past is <laughs> kind of questionable and I know if I don't <laughs> I know if I don't answer them he's probably going to think the worst right but if I do answer it, it I don't know what's going to happen maybe it'll end it so I'm uh, when you guys started talking about this I was like you've got to be kidding me this is exactly me and wow. some, some people are obsessive with this though like it's when they start something new they want to know everything it's in some yeah. sort of weird sadistic kind of I don't know what it is but they right. want so what are they asking you they're they're asking me about my past like oh um, you know maybe how many guys have you been with oh. or like uh, like how long were your past relationships and I kind of understand that question yeah. It's interesting to see, like, if anyone has been in a serious relationship or not. So what's the real but- number and what's the number you're telling them? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to tell you guys? Okay, what's the number you're telling them? I haven't told them yet. Uh-huh. I oh, what's yeah, the number you're going to tell them? I don't know. Like, That's are- what I need your help Okay, with. here, let me, let, let's rephrase this, okay? okay? The number that you have, when you do yeah. tell it to the person, are you going to be like cutting it in half? Are you going to be telling them a quarter? Like, Ooh. Um, I think I'd, I'd cut it in half. Cut it in <laughs> half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so you, you don't think they can handle the full truth? No. And that's the thing. I have such a guilty conscience 
But I like if I don't tell them, then like if I say to them, "Oh, I'm not comfortable telling you," yeah. they're obviously going to be like, "Oh, well, obviously it's bad." But should that <laughs> matter though? Like that's my thing. I don't know if that should matter. I don't think. I know, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't think it should matter that much. I don't think it should hold that much weight. It's so. It's such a weird thing that if when you meet somebody, if they're dynamite, and you get along, and then all of a right. sudden you find out some stuff from their past as far as whether it's a number or whatever, it, whatever it is, to have that affect the way you feel mm-hmm. about somebody. I just. I think it's weird, man. I really do. Yeah. No, I totally agree, and I, I'm kind of. It's just weird, like, for people to, like, dig about that. Yeah. Like, if you, if you don't want to know the answer, don't ask me, you know? Praise, <laughs> preach, like, hallelujah. Thank, thank you so much, Kendall. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Julia. Hey, uh, well, my uh, fiancé snooped into my phone really early into the relationship, and uh, I wasn't doing anything, but he found old messages because we met online, and... Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still engaged and everything, but every time we argue, it's, it still comes up every day. You know, it's it's like an everyday thing, and it, it sucks. Wait, wait Julia, hold on, wait, wait. What do you mean you you're engaged? Still, you think <laughs> you don't know if you're getting married or not? No, no, no. We are. We are. Oh. We are engaged. We're getting married this year, but it's just something that comes up all the yeah. friggin' time. What did he What did he find? Um, just old messages from like different guys, and like I have a really bad memory. It's my own fault, so I like kept a list of like things <laughs> I had done and he found like a written list because i just have like such a bad memory because i i'm actually a cancer survivor yeah so uh it was when you say when you say things when you say things you had done like what do you mean things you had done like things you had like done done yeah like guys i've been with and and, uh wait why did you write that stuff down so you could remember yeah like i just like it was like one of those things like you forget because when you're on, I don't, you guys maybe never done online dating, but uh, it's just like you talk to a lot of people, not that you do stuff with a lot of people, but you just like, you end up kind of losing track yeah. of. You got a spreadsheet that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's how you learn how to use Microsoft Excel. It is. So now is, is he, what is he so bent out of shape over? Like, because you had like your, the stuff that you were yeah, saying like about other guys or. Oh, he didn't think that I was, like, that kind of girl, I guess. And also, like, kind of feels uh, inadequate. I don't know. Oh, oh. His own, like, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's that's not good. uh, That's That's terrible. I I even feel bad. Yeah, that's tough. But that's what you get for snooping, man. It really is, and, like, and it's. And, I know. And you weren't breaking. You weren't. But, but you weren't breaking anybody's trust. Like this is all stuff that happened before you guys got together. He just found a little bit of your past, which is exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. See, yeah. that's. I don't know, man. I don't think that this stuff. Why are people so obsessive over what their partners yeah. had done before you guys got together? As long as it's not illegal and nobody got hurt and. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's so wild. So he still throws this at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. That sucks. That's nuts. Hey, thanks so much, Julia. Hey, thank you, guys. Have a good day. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Pete Davidson went to see Avengers Endgame and apparently bought everybody in the theater McDonald's. Wait, what? Pete Davidson, who I guess gets to save a ton of money now because he's living with his mom again. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a diss. (laughs) Yeah. What are you laughing at, Maury? But why is that funny? Man lives with his mom's. Leave him alone. Wait, so did he buy McDonald's for everybody before, or sorry, after they all watched a movie? Because you can't just like bring food in like that, can you? So let's have a conversation about privilege right now. Okay. And how celebrities can do anything they want. Okay. 
So I guess the story goes that he was over the weekend doing a stand-up gig, yeah. and he and his friends then went to see Avengers. And it's a three-hour movie, and so he and his boys stopped at McDonald's first. Okay. And they bought $400 worth of McDonald's. Oh, my God. Right? And then brought it into the theater. Listen, ain't no article of clothing has enough pockets to hide $400 Thank worth of McDonald's. Thank you. Thank you. Plus What's the matter, drinks? Maury? What are you doing, Maury? What do you want? That's right. You can't bring food. No, you, that's what I'm saying. So we're talking about privilege right now, right? So Pete Davidson and his boys roll up to this theater. Yeah. They buy their tickets, or I assume they have their tickets already. Sure. And the person who checks their tickets was just like, cool, go ahead with your $400 worth of McDonald's. Yeah, and do you know how much McDonald's you can buy for $400? Yeah, a lot. A lot of McDonald's. That's a lot of nuggets. Because McDonald's is cheaper in places like Baltimore than it is here as well. So they go into the theater. And I guess they just start handing, just handing it, it out. out. Yeah, I like, guess. Like, okay, now did they just start handing it out and people don't know it's Pete Davidson? Or do they walk in yeah. and say, hey, I'm Pete Davidson from SNL. Sure. I just bought $400 worth of McDonald's. Who wants them? Yeah, I, I would assume that you would have to declare who you are you rather to. than you're a weirdo. Because just, I, if, if someone, yes. like... Yeah, I don't Weirdo know, and I don't know those details. Weirdo-looking dude walked up to me and was like, yeah. here's you know a 20-pack of McNuggets combo, fries, yeah. and a drink. Oh, please. Right? Nobody I mean, in that theater's getting a 20-pack. You're getting a cheeseburger and a small first fry. First of all, I'd be very intrigued. You don't even get the fries Second in the red all, carton. You get the fries in the white paper. Oh, yeah, the small, the extra small. <laughs> okay? Yeah. You're not getting red carton fries. You're getting white okay, paper hold fries. hold on now. Let me see. And probably no ketchup either. okay. Hold on, let me rethink this. Okay. So if a stranger offered, okay, if a stranger would offer me, if a stranger offered me a combo, which comes with all meat, like medium fries and a medium drink. Yes. Would I take it versus if a stranger just came up to me with like a cheeseburger and an extra small fries? Well, see, a, a cheeseburger and an extra small fries is very, <sighs> is, is, I would be more suspect of that because if somebody really wanted to do harm to you, yeah. I don't think that they're going to buy a 20 pack of nuggets to do it. That's a big investment. I think that they could just get away with the small white paper fries and a regular cheeseburger. Sprinkle a little poison on there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, don't man the poison. No, you, don't you know what's don't you know what's up? Don't you watch these shows? Uh, the poison's always in the napkin. Oh, true. <laughs> right. It's After when you have you, that delicious it, meal and you wipe yes, your mouth. Exactly. It's never oh. in the burger. It's always sprinkled on the napkin. That's what happens. <sighs> <laughs> uh, 416-870-8888 Hi, it's the Raza Mocha Show uh, Last night me and my wife went and saw Avengers yeah. We brought in a $5 hot and ready pizza Crazy bread sticks Two bottles of pop And those uh, like one pound bags of candy Two of them <laughs> Wait a minute Wait a minute How were yeah. you able to get all that food into the movie theater? <laughs> Well, I don't know if you guys remember. So I told you guys a while back that my wife is pregnant. She's now like eight months and like a week. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, the, by the way. <laughs> we brought in the diaper bag. No. No. Yeah. You stuffed I'm not even making it up. You stuffed not even making pizza. It up. You, put, <laughs> <laughs> you put a pizza in the diaper bag? If you take the pizza and you take one piece and another piece, fold them on top of each other with the good stuff in the middle, yeah. like a sandwich, yeah. then you can put it in containers. So we fit four pieces into a container. Yeah. So we brought two containers. 
in. And then uh, two bags of candy and two pops. So this wow. took, obviously, a lot of planning. You mean to tell me, <laughs> before you left the house, you grabbed Tupperware. <laughs> and then you went to Little Caesars, and you got your hot and ready. And when you got to the car, you took the pizzas out of the box and put them in the Tupperware that you brought from home. We definitely had a game plan going into that. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's how you do a three-hour oh, movie. Oh, man. With a pregnant wife. Now, Congratulations. I guess I was going to say, like, wouldn't the theater, like, start smelling like pizza? But a lot of these theaters now, you know, the concession stand will have pizza. Yeah. So it's not uncommon to smell pizza yeah, no, inside that's the true. theater, right? That's true. That's true. Now, with your wife well, being almost eight months pregnant... Um, she was that, so uncomfortable, man. Yeah, that <laughs> bladder for a three-hour movie. Time, did, she, to, like, did she get up? Legs and everything. Ah, uh, yeah, she got up like two or three times. Did you guys enjoy the movie? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, huh? uh, I'd like to talk to you about it, but I don't yeah. want to do. No. I don't want to do it with Mocha there. I don't yeah, want to tell there, you. you know? My wife and I were uh, online last night looking at tickets yeah. for yeah. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. we can't find any. You got to go out of town, man. Why yeah. Why don't you go up to like Newmarket or something? You're only in like what? Vaughn. You're not far. Can't find. Here's the thing, though. We can't find any seats. There are a lot of seats, yeah. but we can't find seats that are together. There's a lot of single seats left. I'm telling you, we we bought our tickets on Sunday. Yeah. And we booked it for the 515 show in Newmarket. Yeah. There was only like. 10 seats that were occupied, the other 200 were still available. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we may have to do like a 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. Do the morning. Yeah, with your hours, you can. Why not? So, Tupperware, pizza, two, yeah. two large drinks, plus two bags of candy. Yeah, it was the best. Di- yeah, diaper exactly. bag. Diaper bag, too. Exactly. Got the diaper bag. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't anyone question why a pregnant lady with no baby was walking around with a big-ass no. diaper bag? No, nobody questions no. a pregnant lady no. about anything. Yeah, I guess. No, I they, guess. they get away with so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like a hot and ready. Yeah. You think like oh, you yeah. think you think a 17-year-old boy is going to watch a pregnant lady walk through the diaper bag and be like, hmm, wonder what's going on there. Yeah. They have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Nor do they care. Oh, no, wow. Uh, no. Thank you so much for the call today. All right, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the question, once again, is when it comes to accents what are the sexiest accents what would people Ooh. consider to be the sexiest accents like french yeah i'd say like sure. french italian spanish sure portuguese so they did a top 10 list here and french is on the list but it is far from number one oh, when i say really? french i mean like paris yeah not quebecois yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna get heat for that um <laughs> So, Maury, who is uh, an expert on accent, An accent tour, if you will. Uh, we'll go through some of these, and then you guys can be the judge on which are the sexiest, the actual sexiest accents. Uh, so, to keep things consistent, we'll have Maury say the same thing in all the different accents. Now, to be clear, when you say accents, it's saying something in English with that accent, not Correct. in their mother tongue. Right. That would be a language. Yes. Right. Okay, so Maury, so if you could just read this in your regular voice, your regular accent, okay. and then we will go on to breaking down the different accents on the list that would be considered to be the sexiest accents in the world. Okay, so Maury, your regular accent. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
sexy, Maury. It's sexy. Oh. It's well, a sexy hello there. Thing. Can I interest you in a man? I don't like it. I don't like it. One more time in your regular accent, Maury. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Okay, now, okay, starting, uh, let's start at the bottom of the list. Uh, Brazilian. Oh, well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Okay. Hold on, why did you add a rolling R to the word man? Because <laughs> they roll. Yeah, it's a, it's basically the Portuguese accent, right? Brazilian Portuguese, same Yes, thing. okay, cool. Uh, next on the list is the southern U.S. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? In a man? <laughs> well, hello there. It's supposed to be sexy more. It's yeah. the sexiest that I'm trying. I'm, they're not sexy. Wow. Okay. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yo, why, why you twist it up your mouth like that? <laughs> That's what Texans do. Okay. Uh, Spanish is next on the huh. list. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? That kind of sounds like Southern as well. That's Spanish? <laughs> yeah. Let me try again. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Spanish. Yeah. Like, do you know what Spanish sounds like? Yeah. A sea consumer. Sea consumer. What does that mean? <laughs> Por favor. Okay. <laughs> Por favor. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> uh, French is next. Oh. Bonjour, can I interest you in a man? Okay, <laughs> so now you're Morgan Freeman? <laughs> now you're Morgan Freeman walking around Paris. Okay, do a French accent, Maury, for me one second. Oh, baguette. Oh, well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> Uh, Scottish is next. <laughs> oh, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Okay. All of your accents sound like down south. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything's below know, us. I don't know what's happening to you today. Yeah. Uh, Australian is next on the list. Oh, didgeridoo. Hello there. Can I interest you in a man? See, that's French to me. <laughs> <laughs> also like a French Texan. Do it again, Australian again. Didgeridoo. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> okay, Italian. Ah, uh, buonasera. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Irish. Hold on, I know. <laughs> How is it Morgan it. Freeman's going to Italy <laughs> and Texas I, I want, and France and Spain? I want out of this closet. Okay, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go through. Irish is next. Okay, Irish. Um... Ooh, well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? South African. Nope. Why not? Isn't that racist? Okay. <laughs> okay. You understood you did accents for everywhere else, right? Okay, South African. Trevor Noah is South African, by the way. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a man. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> okay. A man, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would say what you did just now is highly racist. We're really? going through accents. Oh, 
That's not. South African and Jamaican? Yeah, he just doesn't know the difference. It's ignorant. I don't know if it's racist. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, though. Uh, And then finally, number one on the list of the sexiest accents in the world. Uh, Damn it, Maury, please. The New Zealand accent. Oh, um, oh, um. Maury, hold on. You know where New Zealand is? Is it somewhere near Zealand? No. Where Where is New Zealand? Like roughly? Like where is it sort of like located by adjacent to sort of? Oh, okay. Very well, familiar Kiwis are from with. there, right? Yes, sure. Kiwis and hopping with the pouch. Um, Africa. Yeah, exactly. Close. Okay, close enough. So go ahead. You go might ahead. as well just do an African accent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, um, New Zealand. Come on. <laughs> well, hello there. Okay. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> Happy accent day, everybody. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm okay. I literally, I think I might have peed myself, but my 12-year-old, my 12-year-old is in the car, and every time you called it an accent, he would try to correct Maury and give the accent. And his accents, I had no idea he had such talent. His accents were so spot on that they made Maury's look even worse. But, oh my gosh, you need to put Maury on like uh, YouTube Lithium? or something. Oh, could possibly, <laughs> but you need, <laughs> you need to put him on YouTube today because borderline, like, you know, not I wouldn't call it racist, but definitely borderline. He crossed the ignorant line today. He's hilarious. I don't even know where, he, like, you know, he sounded like the guy from Lucky Charms half the time, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, a little leprechaun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So every time he would give one, yeah. then I'd be like, Keegan, give me one. And Keegan would do it. And it was so spot on that wow. I was like laughing so hard at how horrible Maury's were. But hey, is, anyways, my, is Keegan there? He is. Hello. He, All right, Keegan. Into the, Boy, get in here. Oh my gosh, here you go. By the way. No, no, no. He asks me to call you every day. Okay. And it, it, it's, it's honestly, he drives me really crazy. Okay. And today so- I called without him asking. So, you know, he can't sit and chat with you, though. But he can do, you talk to them about what we're legit talking about. No, 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 no. I no, said, no, no, Keegan, no. Keegan. Okay, everyone, be quiet for okay. one second. Just be quiet for one second. We are going to ask the question really quick, yep. okay? So let's go through, uh, what's the line in English again? Damn it, Maury. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Okay, okay. so let's do oh one God. of the accents. Okay, let's go with Italian first. So, Maury, Italian. Oh, buonasera. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? All right, uh, Keegan, Italian. Hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do uh, French now. Bonjour. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? Keegan, go ahead. Bonjour. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> oh, man. How old are you, Keegan? British one. British or Scottish. You got to pull one of those. Okay, Scottish. Uh, Scottish. Go ahead, Maury. Arr. Well, hello there. Can I interest you in a man? <laughs> okay. So now you're a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Keegan. Hello, can I interest you in a man? Wow. How about yeah. South yeah. African? Yeah, he doesn't know this Yeah, one. it's a very I South, South African. He, very... he wanted to do Jamaican too, and I was like, he's just as rude. I don't, I don't know. know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the British. You can do British. British. Oh, yeah. or, or Wales. Yeah, okay, do that. Do, do, do an English accent or a British accent, whatever you want to do. Wales, yeah. Hello there. Can I interest 
to you, Iman. Okay, Australian, go. Australian. Hey, Heather, can I interest you and Iman? Wow. 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 Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for calling in. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, yeah. guys, today off the charts. I, I, oh, man. By the way, I know. I know that you two are always competing about who's your um who's the favorite. Yeah. I like Maury. Yeah. Well Maury. Yeah. yeah. Stay in school, oh. kid, because it doesn't sound like you're going I was just far gonna in life. Say it. <laughs> um, I have to say it. Uh, love uh, you guys. And, that was awesome. And mom, what's your what's your name? Uh, Belinda. Belinda. Well, Belinda, Belinda can I interest you uh, in a man? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mary, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Hello, is this the one, the only, Taylor Swift? Hi, how are you? Doing great. It's the Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, you were talking to like every single person in Canada right now. What would you like to say to your Canadian fans? Oh my God, that's so much pressure. Um, but I just want to say thank you for everything. They've been amazing. Um, and I can't wait to see them again. How are you doing? You know what? We're on the phone with you finally. Uh, we're so happy and we know how busy your life is. You just wrapped up the Reputation World Tour in November. When did you start working on new music for this new album? I, I started working on it pretty much immediately after that, but I did have a lot of ideas that I'd been kind of cultivating while I was on tour. So um, as soon as I got off tour, I just went right into the studio and pretty much stayed there. <laughs> and, oh, okay. And how long did that uh, that process take from the time? Like, was there any type of downtime after the tour to when you started working on new music? Not really. Um, I just, I was very ready to make the next thing. I knew exactly what I wanted to make next, okay. which sometimes that takes a long time. Like for the album before it, Reputation, um, it, that took me a very long time to realize what I wanted to make because after um, the album before that was 1989 and I felt so kind of stifled by like, okay, what do I do now? But with this album, I just knew exactly what I wanted to make. And so I started making it immediately. And how does a collaboration like me come to light where you're working with Brendan Urie? Like, do you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? Were there talks of you guys working on music together? Are you uh, writing together in the same room? Are you texting back and forth? Well, um, yeah, it, it, is, it is very organic like that. Well, basically like... I was writing the song. I, I wrote the chorus and the first verse with Joel Little, who wrote and produced the song with me. And um, we were in the studio, and I was just thinking, I think this needs to be a duet. I think it would be cool if both people in a relationship were saying this about each other and about themselves, just in the nature of, you know, you're worthwhile and irreplaceable, and so am I, and that's why this works and kind of make it into more of a conversation. And I also wanted it to be very playful. I didn't want it to take itself seriously at all. So I was thinking who, who would be like amazing person to bring in to, to really elevate this, who could, who's such a good performer, like, and, and who would want to do this and really want to perform with me on like award shows. Like you want someone who's going to be a full team player, no pun intended, um, <laughs> with the song. But basically, um, I thought of Brendan, and I was thinking, I wonder if he would want to do this, because obviously he's having such an amazing year, and I figured he's so busy. But then I, I saw that he had said in an interview that he would love to collaborate with me, and I was like, oh my God, maybe he'll do it. So I like reached out to his management, and he was immediately on board, literally came to the studio like a week later, and recorded his part, and also um, like helped write the bridge with us and 
just really finished the song with his personal touch on it, which was nice. Oh, so all it takes is a shout out to Taylor Swift. So if I said right now, next time, Taylor Swift, that you are in Toronto and we would love to have you live in studio on the Raza Mocha show, we could totally make that happen. Well, that would definitely help, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, in the lead up to uh, to the release of Me, you made an appearance at the, uh, the NFL draft, which had some people, including my co-host Ross, speculate that you might be performing at next year's Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, we know that, or may not know, that you are or not working with Coke anymore, which would totally open the door for a deal at the Pepsi halftime show. I mean, I have no, I, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, but I'm really flattered that you have such big dreams for me. Hey, listen, um, the internet detectives are out there. Your fans are the ones that are piecing this together as well. Yeah, they're really, they're so, so clever. And I mean, with that, I really just thought it was a coincidence that it was in Nashville. Like, um, the NFL draft is in Nashville, and I'm from Nashville, and that was really, the, it was the Nashville connection. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, um, at that point in time, I wasn't like weaving a cryptic tapestry. Okay, okay. So, but I am with most things. Okay, uh, <laughs> and under then, then Brandon uh, Yuri, any other features on the on the new album? Uh, I'm going to definitely let people kind of discover that when <sighs> the time comes. But I, you are so curious, and I love it. I yeah, love listen, your energy. Oh, I'm I'm asking the questions that the fans are are trying to trying to get answers to as well, including the album title. Yeah. Oh, Taylor Swift, you come on now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't break under interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Again, I know that uh, you're super, super busy right now. Congratulations on the success of me, especially breaking YouTube and Vivo uh, in 24-hour view records. That is amazing. Oh, we cannot wait insane. to see you live in person in Canada across the, the entire country in various cities. You know this country has mad love for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we can't wait for the album. Well, thank you so much. It's awesome talking to you, too. And, I'm, and thank you for saying that, that you can't wait for the album. That's, that's amazing to hear. Have a wonderful I'll talk day. I'll you guys soon and hopefully see you. Yeah, for sure. Take care, Taylor. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So this is what? The grossest food combinations that you found where? Uh, this was actually a post on Twitter. Okay. That somebody just said, hey, here is an example of a gross food combination. What else do you have? And then right. people just started replying to this person. And we've done a lot of these in the past. Yeah. Because these lists pop up every now and then, and they're a ton of fun and just horrific to watch. So in the past, um, we've done pepper and ice cream, goldfish yeah. crackers and milk, like you're eating goldfish crackers like it's a cereal, uh, pasta with brown sugar. Oh, that's so gross. Um, peanut butter and jelly on uh, jalapeno cheese bread. Doritos and Mountain Dew. Oh, orange slices with beef oxo cubes oh, sprinkled over that them. That one's the grossest. <laughs> yeah, that's the grossest. That's the grossest. Okay, and uh, Maury, what do you uh, what do you have today? Because I know that Mocha, you also don't mind getting in on this and trying sure, these. I'll okay. Try. Uh, so, Maury, first up today, what would you like you to pick. do? I gave you the list. You pick. Okay. Um, so. The combos are ketchup and ice cream, mustard and yogurt, or Coke and peanuts. Can we do ketchup and ice cream because the ice cream's getting a little Yeah, soft. okay. So okay. let's do let's do ketchup and ice cream. Okay. Oh, what kind of ice cream you got there? Vanilla? Because I figured you want a sort of a, a base. Oh, my God. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, and I love that ice cream. Oh, my God. Can you just like- I bought this because I know Mocha likes this Can you just cream. like, instead of ruining the whole tub of- Oh, you ruined it. Oh, I was going to say, just take a spoonful and then put the ketchup on top, but you went and took the ketchup. Hey, this is for science, dude. And put it right on top of the ice cream. 
Ew. Hold on. Where did you have that ice cream? In the back of your car? Why is it like melted? I put it in what I thought was a freezer. (laughs) Oh, that's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) That is some sort of nasty. Ew. So so here's what I want you to do more. Take the ice cream, put on a thing, and then put ketchup right on top of that spoon of yours. Like right here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it looks gross. You want, uh, you want to get in on this, Mocha? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, go get in on this. Okay, go, get, go get in on this. Bring it over. Oh, you're going to bring it over? Yeah. Okay. Bring it over. Oh, okay. It looks so, like a milkshake. Maury's <laughs> on his way over to Mocha right now. Don't okay. put it near the equipment. Okay. Okay. Take your spoonful from here. Okay. That's a big piece of now frozen ketchup. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. No! Right? <laughs> ah, ah, that's so disgusting! Ah, ew! Oh my god! So it's not good? No, it's not! Okay, okay, next oh. on the list, uh, gentlemen, let's try uh, mustard and yogurt. Mustard oh, no. and yogurt, as Here's far the as. Uh, these are food combinations that sound horrific, but people have actually eaten them before. So these aren't just created things, these are things that people have eaten in the past. Uh, okay, so, uh, Maury, what do you have over there right I now? I have uh, Greek yogurt, yeah. vanilla, and French's mustard. Okay. Oh. Okay, so Maury's putting the ketchup, or the mustard. Oh, that's a lot of mustard! Right inside. That is a lot of mustard! Oh, oh my God. Together. Dude, I don't know about this. Oh, that is a big spoonful. Oh, that's not bad. Get out of here. <laughs> get over here. Let me try. I like this. No. Here, I'll get you your own. Okay, so Maury's now on his way over to Mocha with the ketchup and mustard. Now. Mix it in. It Mix just it really smells uh, more like mustard right now. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I like this one. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah, but you like gross things. Oh. Oh, it's, all, it's all over your mustache. Okay, so that's mustard and yogurt. How was that? I really don't like it. Oh, oh my God. No, no. No? No. Oh, Maury's, Maury's over there shoveling away. Dude, you're the most disgusting human being I've ever met in my life. Okay. I can't help it if I like something. Oh, that's that's true. No, you're right, Maury. You can't help it if you... Oh. Caught on what are you doing? Mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and finally, finally, these are disgusting food combinations that people have actually eaten in their lives. Yeah. Uh, these were some of the suggestions. We've already done ketchup and ice cream. We've already done mustard and yogurt, which Maury quite liked. Uh, and then last up, and I didn't even know the logistics behind this. How do you do Coke and peanuts? Okay. So my theory is that I would open this Coke, pour it in a cup, and then dump these peanuts into the Coke. But then you have to also swallow the peanuts though, right? Yeah. But I just yeah, but are the, you swallowing the peanuts or no, are you chewing them? Chewing them. Oh, I assume that you have to chew them. I thought that the nuts would just go down. Well, they swallow them like pills? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, man. No, you got to slurp the peanuts up and then chew, chew them. them. Okay, yeah, I'll with, do that. With Coke. All right, I'll change my, my mind then. Okay. okay, yeah, go ahead, more. Okay, so the Coke is going in the cup. Don't put the whole thing in. Don't put the, you got you to gotta make sure that you're going to get some peanuts in that sip, man. Well, it's just a little bit because don't forget it foams up. Okay. Okay. Hey, oh, you got peanuts all over the desk. Hope oh, yeah. I, I, hope I you don't know. have an allergy, Maury. <laughs> and up my nose. <laughs> it tastes like ballpark. It's not bad. Get out of here. It just tastes like. Yeah, but you like everything so no, far. No, but this that just we've... tastes like salty, soggy nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> salty. <laughs> 
And as we know, you do like that taste. Salty, soggy hey, nuts. Sit from the other side. Oh, I got to sit from your cup? You don't bring two cups? No, just one cup. Oh, ew. <laughs> it looks so gross. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, oh God. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Ooh, okay. 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 okay, here we go. Hmm. Hmm. See? I try this again. <laughs> yeah, it's looking good. But Coke and peanuts are one of those things like wildly unnecessary to just have them together. Yeah. When they're very easy to just eat together on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need them in the same cup. No, this is no. laziness. Right. Yeah. And what are you still working on over there? Oh, Mark? my uh, yogurt and mustard. Okay. Oh, you're gross. You're so gross. <laughs> you are so gross. Anyone? So there you go. So if you if anybody has any food combinations that are revolting food combinations that you have actually eaten or you know somebody who has actually eaten, please just let us know. You can find us anywhere on social media. Send an email. Do whatever you got to do. Call us. Text us at 925-555. We're mm-hmm. always up uh, for the challenge to try your horrific family secret food combinations. Roz, melted ice cream. No, and thank you, Maury. No, thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm great. How are you, Roz and Mocha? Good. Okay, Sarah, you write us this, and it's pretty straightforward. Um, hey, Roz and Mocha, FML Fix My Life. I started training for a new job, and my instructor is constantly flirting with me, making me feel uncomfortable. What can I do to stop him without ruining my chances for the opportunity? So obviously, this is not flirting that you are receptive with in any way. No. What have you said to kind of like deter him from making any any further comments towards you? Um, the first time I approached him and I asked him to be just an instructor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he took it the wrong way. He's very specific on words. So I used the word today, I want you to be an instructor. Mm-hmm. And then he took it as I just re- requesting that one day off kind of thing. So um, and then, can, can we break down the flirting? Like what, what, when you say he's flirting with you, what, what, what happens? In the beginning, it was just the usual, you know, comments, uh, you're beautiful, you're gorgeous. I would date you, stuff like that. And then it turned more into sexual. Wow. There's like, there's a line that often gets confused or is confusing to some people when maybe you meet somebody new where it can be perceived as flirting, although the intent is not to flirt, right? Mm-hmm. And that in itself mm-hmm. is a problem that needs to be addressed and you can have that conversation. But if the intent is to flirt, you are beautiful, I would date you, and then getting into sexual stuff, that is 100% going down that road. Okay, so there's no confusion about what is happening. He is pursuing you as you are a trainee and he is your instructor, right? Exactly. Okay. Now, does he act this way with anybody else at your workplace? No. And when we are in a group, he's he's very professional. He's very good at his job. He's a really great instructor. And I don't want to take that away. Yeah. But then when we are alone in our uh, separate training, then it's a whole different way. It's like completely different. Okay. Does this guy have a boss? He does. Yeah. That's where you go. But he made it, he made it clear on several occasions that 
his boss is his, his friend and he got his back. Yeah. Okay. Then, wow. you, then you need to, then you need to go somewhere else. I don't even know if I would believe is, that. This though. is almost at the point of you need to report this now. Yeah. Um, because when somebody is, when you walk into a, 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 like, this is not a social situation, right? And the reason why I said like, go to the boss is in, a, in any sort of like social situation, if you are out and somebody is flirting and it's not, you're, you, you don't want to be flirted with. You're not interested in the guy. You're not looking for that kind of night, right? Then it's up to you to say, hey, listen, this is how I'm feeling right now. Just don't flirt with me. I'm not interested. But when you're in a work environment, um, there is a procedure that is normally set and most people have access to it, which is, you know, you go to the boss. OK, you, you mm-hmm. don't you don't need to have that awkward conversation with the guy at work who's flirting with you. Just go to his boss. Let it be known. And conversations need to happen at that point, whether it's a conversation of that guy needs to go or that guy needs to seriously change the way he acts around people in the office. Those conversations need to happen. Those are not conversations that you are required to have with him. OK, I okay. I don't know. Sarah, I think that he might be lying. I, I mean, he could be fully telling the truth that his boss is like his boy and has his back and won't ever say anything. But he could also be using that as 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 power over you to be like, if you go to him, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen, yeah. right? Uh, but you definitely do need to speak to uh, some sort of a superior at your workplace. And with something like this, words matter. Okay, like when you go to his boss, how you lay this out. Um, matters. So you get your point across very clearly without any sort of gray area. Okay. And, and, and that is just a matter of you just wrapping your head around this and figuring out what words you're going to use and how you're going to phrase this. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go in there and like prepare a whole thing, but you need to make sure that they're not going to talk you down because that's sometimes what happens. Oh, he's like that all the time. Oh, it's fine. Oh, don't worry about it. We're all like, that's why people love working here. Cause we're all just like super friendly. And you know, those two that sit in the front of the office, they, they met here. They got mad. Okay. They might do a lot of this stuff. I hope to God they don't, but People try and rationalize inappropriate work behavior all the time, all the time, especially if they are friends. Okay. And just make sure that you don't allow that to happen, that you don't allow him to rationalize this to the point of where you seem like you're the inappropriate one for even bringing it to them because that's what that was one of my fear. Yeah. And I, I have one more concern is right now. I got the opportunity, I got the job, but I have a probation period. Yeah. And during the probation period, I'm not protected by union or anything. I'm just like, you know, they can do whatever they want. So my concern is, do I approach the boss now and, you know, lay in my whole concerns and issues or... Do I wait until probation is end and then I know that I'm protected? Okay. So if they, if you go in and say, hey, this guy's flirting with me, wants to date me, I don't like this at all. It's wildly inappropriate. Uh, and you're worried that they then tell you to take a hike and they fire you f- within your probation period. So the question yes. is, the question is then, first of all, they're all scumbags. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the question is then, do you want to actually work for a company that would fire somebody because they went to the boss to say, I'm being harassed in the workplace? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not real. It's not good. But no, 
You don't want to work for but, you don't want to work for no, them. No, but I understand. No, yes, no, I, no, get no, it. I, I know what I she's get saying. It. I know. Yes, I know. because it's a job that she needs I hear right you. now. Yes, no, I yes, know. I know. It's, it's a job that I need. But and don't, really just want Sarah, it. you can't you can't you can't work in a place that uh, that you know makes you feel uncomfortable and you feel uneasy walking in there every day and your your brain is rattled throughout the day because you don't know when this guy is going to approach you and when he does what he's going to say. Like you don't need that in your life. Now, once the training is over, I I don't have to you know, see this guy, but my, my only concern or biggest concern is him approaching someone else and that person not being able to handle themselves just how yeah. I did. Then every yeah. woman who's going to come after you in that place has you to thank, even though they may not know it. Thank you so much. Nobody, thank you for reaching out. Yeah, nobody nobody has to take this and and for some people it doesn't bother them that much, mm-hmm. you know, like some people it doesn't bother and then that's, and that's no fault of theirs either. Like I don't blame, you know, that's fine. If you can deal with that, that's fine. Nobody has to, nobody should. It's gross. Um, but, uh, but for you, you sound like you were the person in that place that can put an end to this. And mm-hmm. we would encourage you to do that. Thank you so much, Rod. Hey, I, I, yeah, and, yeah, and hey, I helped too. Yeah, Mocha helped too. Yeah, and, and Mocha, uh-huh. of course. And I really, really <laughs> want to thank Maury as well. Maury? What did Maury do? Sarah, Maury wasn't even in the room this entire conversation. He's still <laughs> no, not here. No. He's still trying to figure out what he's trying and, to get from and, the vending machine. And you want to you talk, talk about inappropriate work uh, behavior. Earlier this week, Maury asked if he could film me sleeping. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I have to say, guys, you bring a big smile on my face. And one day you managed to bring a big smile on my grumpy daughter face as well. And I, I thank you for that. Well, Aww. you're a champ. We love you and your grumpy daughter. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great day. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. So it's... Uh... We should wish everybody a happy National Honesty Day. And I really mean that. I know you do. <laughs> uh, good morning, Maury. How Hi. are you? <laughs> How are you? Okay, damn it. Maury's joining us right now. What's going on, dude? Uh, Maury and I were Honestly talking speaking, about I'm Honesty great. Day. Mm-hmm. and He I, lied through his teeth, uh, I bet. <laughs> Exactly. What's, is there a difference between lying and honesty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. One's telling the truth and one is not. Okay. Is there, did you just ask if there's a difference between lying and honesty? Sorry, is there a difference between truth and honesty? Okay, there we go. So okay. I, I was, I was, I, my plan was to have a conversation about honesty and, yeah. and, you know, maybe just take this opportunity to say some things that are honest. But two seconds into the conversation, I realized that that is a complete waste of time with Maury. And mm-hmm. this would be better suited to celebrating across the board, National Honesty Day. However, are there things that maybe you should never be honest about or fully honest about? Of course. Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it would, it would be difficult for me to put together a list of things that you should never be fully honest about. But it took Maury 30 seconds. <laughs> Maury's the biggest liar I know. Thank you. Biggest liar. Thank you. Uh, Am I though? Yeah, I okay. catch you in lies. Like, oh, lies on lies. Like every day. I'll catch you in a lie, yeah. And I won't even, I won't even tell you, but I know that you're lying. Yeah, interesting. Like yesterday, yeah. you lied to me three times. Did I? Yeah, you did. Give me one. 
I'm absolutely not no. oh. because you lie so much. I no. caught you in three lies yesterday alone, yeah. just yesterday. That's a record. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My list. Okay, more. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really not a record <laughs> could, at all. Could this be any more awkward? <laughs> Go ahead, Maury. I'm standing for this one. Care. Okay, so Maury, what are the things, according to you, that you should never be fully honest about? Okay, your past dating life. Okay. How much you paid for things. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Like all things? Like if you paid a lot for something and someone asks, how much you pay for that? You bring it down a little bit. But so I then. think that you are so much of a liar that even if you paid for something that was not what anybody would consider to be exceptionally expensive, you would still lie. Probably, yes. yes. Like last week you said you bought a book for six bucks. If somebody asked you how much you pay for that book, you would lie about the six dollar book? No, no. I, like if you spent thousands on something, you might say well, that you spent a hundred. So okay. Still. If your even father still. Frank found out that you and damn it Matthew bought Hold a, on now, is this like secrets that you're spilling? No, no, you've Dude's said on his way to work. No, no, but you've <laughs> said it on the radio multiple times. Okay, go. Your uh restoration hardware um curtain rods. Oh, he knows, and he it doesn't was like two thousand bucks, right? Yeah. And the curtain rod doesn't have any curtains on it; it's still in the box behind a door. Yeah, for a yeah, year in now. the condo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Okay, meals or snacks eaten during the day. Right. Okay. <laughs> your weight. Never be honest about your weight. No. Never. Never. Wait, okay. How what do you hide that though? Ask me right now. How much do I weigh? How much do you weigh? One forty-five. Wow. <laughs> Plus. Wow. No, usually then the conversation turns to something else. Yeah. You're such a... I bet you lie to doctors, don't you? Of course I do. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they'll ever find which, out. Which hurts nobody but you. Okay. Yeah, doctors don't care. Big time. Okay. Big time. Internet well, history. Internet history you should never be honest about. It. Yeah. It's your honesty age. day, by the way. Your age. I'm 25. No, you're not. In what world? Bro, you're 40. Last week, somebody said you look 50. Morning. And I did three masks at night. You're you're 25. You look 25 if you went to prison at 16. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only way a 25 year old would look as rough as you. Yeah, that's a hard life, bro. Right? <laughs> you got the prison ears on you. Okay, what else should you never be honest about? When Mari? someone wants an honest opinion. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Finally, anything else? Um, if someone's cooking. Oh, wow. So you should never be honest. So if I said, give me an honest opinion, do you like this? Oh, if it's terrible, you'd be like, mmm. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Oh, boy. Lots to celebrate today, Roz. Oh, it is yeah? April 30th. 15 years ago today. Uh, the number one song on the Billboard charts was Yeah by Usher. Oh, wow, really? And in the movie theaters, released today, 15 years ago, it made $130 million. How long ago? 15. 15, 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Okay. Very popular. People are going to be excited when I tell you. Okay, go. Hit me. Mean Girls. <laughs> Oh, we oh, wear really? pink on Wednesdays. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Rachel McAdams, uh, Amanda Seyfried, 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 and Lacey Sherber. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, made it to Broadway last year. Yeah, is it written by Tina Fey? Right, yeah. written by Tina Fey. Yeah, fifteen years ago. I just watched it for the first time last month. 
No, you didn't. Yeah. Are you serious? You've never seen Mean Girls before? It's the greatest movie. Yeah, it's some of those. So not fetch, bro. Some of those <laughs> movies don't hold up. No, Mean Girls is one of them that like. Mean Girls holds up. I but I think it took a while. It it didn't like catch right away. I mean, at least. Oh, I I think it did. At least it in, became in, it became a meme. There were memes from Mean Girls before memes existed. Because I remember slowly after, like maybe five years after, oh, that really? I started seeing more and more about Mean Girls and. Well, no, because I think that social, social media happened five well, years guess. after Mean Girls. Right, true, How true, would right. Mean Girls do if it came out now, though? I think it would do fine. It yeah, would be, it would be a be Netflix fine. movie and people would love it. Because yeah. you know, uh, Netflix does very, very well on those sort of teen... That's my favorite genre that Netflix does is their, is their kind of young adult love stories. Like for me, Kissing Booth on Netflix is one of the best movies on Netflix I've ever seen. It was right. so good. I love the Kissing Booth it's on Netflix. It's still a top trending, uh, it? trending movie on Netflix, yeah. It's so it's so good. Mean Girls still holds up. There's a couple movies that don't hold up, and I'm going to say this as a parent right now. Yeah. If cool you have intentions, no. If you have like a young kid and you're looking for movies, because that's the thing when you get like kids who are like nine, ten, and eleven kind of thing, you're always just you're always looking for a new movie to watch, yeah. and then you start dipping back to movies that maybe you watched when you were a little bit younger, and you're like maybe I'll share this moment with the kid, and some movies hold up. Some of them do not. If you think for one second in the sort of vein of like mean girlsy kinds of movies, yeah, I'll tell you the one movie that you should not put on because oh. it does not hold up in okay. any way. Bring it on. Oh, I thought you'd say oh, so many other the things. Cheerleading movie. Yes. Because it's mean, isn't it? Like no, really, really mean? No, no, no. There's some stuff in there that it just you don't even notice it when you were younger watching that movie. And now with like 2019 eyes, and not that I think that everything from our past should be judged with 2019 eyes. Sure. I actually highly disagree with that. But there were things that I don't read. I, I can't figure out why I was not shocked at the time or why I found something funny at the time. Wait, but hold on. Isn't Mean Girls where they did the, that book about- Yeah, uh, the burn book. The burn book. And yeah. how is the burn book okay in 2019? Because there's lessons to be learned. Really? Yeah. What lessons? I mean, you should never make fun of people like that. That's well, the there lesson. you go. That's there the you lesson. go. Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. Oh, Regina wow. George is flawless. She has two Fendi purses and a silver Lexus. I hear her hair is insured for $10,000. I hear she does car commercials in Japan. Her favorite movie is Varsity Blues. One time she met John Stamos on a plane. And he told her she was pretty. <laughs> One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. That's so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Oh! oh so good. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Sean, how are you, man? Good, how are you doing? Good. good. Thanks for your uh, your FML submission. No problem. Okay, so it's a, it's a little bit of a long one here, so uh, I'm going to go through as much of it as we can, but because everything in here is so wildly important to your story. You wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. I'm an apprentice in these skilled trades. I've been working for a company towards becoming coming an electrician for four years and now I'm in the home stretch. I've been working almost exclusively under one guy who's great at what he does and has taught me a lot, but he's always had a short temper and often berates me when I make a mistake. I recently returned to work from my last semester of school and he seems to have gotten worse. The situation came to a bit of a head this 
weekend when I was caught in an argument with him in a situation where I clearly knew I wasn't wrong, but at this point, I'm afraid to either yell back at him uh, when I feel it necessary and also hesitant to speak to a supervisor or HR about the volatile situation with him because I'm afraid the working relationship that we do have would sour because of doing so. What do I do? Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Does this guy make mistakes and then blame it on you? No, it's not that he does. He doesn't often make mistakes. He's actually really good at what he does. He's a great teacher. But when I make mistakes, he sure makes me eat it. And I have no stranger to owning what I did wrong if I did something wrong. But it's just the way he approaches telling me about it. And sometimes it's not even that I did something wrong. It's just the way he wants to react. This is a bit of a short temper that he has. and It's getting harder and harder to deal with. Here's a couple of things that I would say to not do is I would not go to HR. Yeah, definitely not. Right. Simply because HR, their job is like, they will always have the company's best interest involved, okay? Now, yeah. if this turns out to be the sort of behavior where you could then launch a lawsuit, then maybe HR will care. But there's a good chance that you're going to go to HR and they're going to see, you know, either nothing wrong with it, something you need to work out on your own, or they may actually take his side. And then you've just played your entire hand. Um, the, yeah. other, the other thing that I would not do is I would not quit because being fired is always better than quitting. Right. Meaning you have more options available to you if you are let go than you do if you choose to leave. Yeah. Whether that be lawsuit or uh, EI or whatever it may be, right? So so stick it out. Have you tried to give it back to this guy? I have. And sometimes I can get away with it. But there's other times where I feel like if I push too far or I say something that I shouldn't, um, he has the option of kind of shutting me out from what he's been teaching me. Uh, rallying the rest of the shop around him so that they're not going to really teach me what I need to know either. Right. I can only push back so far without him getting offended. And then he's the one that has something to offer in this situation that I need. So, so he's, he's got the clout in that shop and he has everybody else behind him. A hundred percent. And it's always that way with the apprentice and the skilled trades. We kind of have to earn any respect. Is it just you or does he treat other people like this? He treats other people that way, but I've worked so closely with him the last few years that it's more, pertinent to me at this point yeah so you so this is so it's not a personal thing is what you're saying right right it's not like this guy has a has it out for just specifically you this is some it sucks but this is how some people communicate yeah and it's really it's really the only thing that they know now you can be strong you can ignore it you cannot take it personally. You can give it right back to him. Like you have options, you know. And one yeah. one thing that 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 works, you know, that I've always thought is that when somebody is irrationally coming down on you, okay, like this, where it is just heavy and it's just out of place for what the situation would normally require. Um, yeah. I I've said to somebody in the past, hey, listen. Okay, you are my boss, so you can fire me or you can send me home. That you can totally do that. But the one thing you can't do is talk to me the way you're talking to me right now. Yeah, I'm willing to right. work something out with you. I get it. This is high pressure. You are wickedly talented. I am grateful to learn everything that I learned from you. But the, the the this thing that we have going on right now, if I make a mistake, I will eat it and I will own it. But this sort of irrational flying off the handle, mm-hmm. I'm either going to yeah. start giving it back to you or we got to figure out a more a better, more healthy way to communicate with each other. And if the healthy 
healthy way to communicate with each other is on that level where you're both just constantly yelling at each other because that's the way that he works, then that's the relationship that you're going to have with him. Right. See, I'm not typically a confrontational person, so it's hard for me to go up to that level to try and discern that respect back from him by yelling at him. But if it's what I got to do, then... Well, yeah, I, I mean... You don't have to get have in a you, fight with them. No, man. no, no. <laughs> don't roll up your sleeves or anything. But have you... Yeah, no, that's not what I mean. In your work environment, is there, are there other people around or is it always kind of just the two of you? There are other people around. It's, uh, yeah. it's a team of uh, tradespeople. And yeah. okay. part of the problem is that he tends to do this berating in front of other people. Sure. I've yeah. told him before, you're going to yell at me in private? I'm absolutely fine with that because yeah. I can defend myself. But if yeah. you're going to make a scene of it, it's just harassment at that yeah. point. Have you yeah. tried having a conversation with him alone without anybody else? I have, yeah. And how'd that go? He was receptive to it, but yeah. it obviously happened again. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, wor- I worked in a place where I had a guy like this who was very much like the boss that, uh, that you're describing. And a new guy came in, and I didn't really like this new guy at all. But he spoke that same language as the boss and the boss started treating him the way that he treated everything else. And this other dude just spoke that same language, you know, and it's not like he then became the favorite, but what he was doing with the yelling and the berating just didn't work. He got nothing, like he got nothing out of it. Now, if the guy is just a hothead where, you know, he takes no joy in yelling at you, then that's different. But like if somebody is at the point of where they actually enjoy humiliating somebody, then that's something that you need to work through. Yeah, Or or possibly think about your options. But if this guy's just like a hothead jerk and this is how he communicates with people, I would just learn everything you can and what you're going to do is when you have these bosses in your life, one day you will be the boss, okay? And what you're going to do is you're going to take all the times and that you've been influenced by the bosses that you have. Some bosses are going to influence you to want to be just like them when you're in that position. And some bosses are going to influence you to be the exact opposite of what they were. And that's what you're figuring out right now in your career. Absolutely. All right, Sean. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Yo, Rafi, what's up, man? It's Ron Zamoka. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you today? Good, good. So, Rafi, let me uh, quickly... Uh, read what you wrote us. Okay. Hey, Maury. Honestly, a huge fan. My girlfriend actually got me listening to you guys. Uh, I used to hate podcasts, never saw the point in them. Uh, I would constantly ask myself, why do you want to spend your entire commute listening to people talk? And your girlfriend named Maria uh, sat you through one of our episodes of the podcast and you said that it changed your whole perspective and you were wondering if we could call her for her birthday and sing her happy birthday. You say that she loves us uh, and would uh, desperately want to speak to us for just a couple of minutes. So uh, tell us about Maria. How great is she? Oh, she's she's amazing. Um, I met her last year actually at, at work. Then I moved on and started working somewhere else and so did she, um, but we kept in contact. Yeah. And um, it just escalated from there. Like, it just, it's been amazing so far. It's been the best year of my life. Oh, man, that's so nice. Um, do you guys tell each yeah. other? Do you, do you love her? Of course, yeah. yeah. Do you say that to her? Are you guys at that point? Oh, I do, yeah. She Does she? All the time. She, she, yeah, she says it too. Yeah, okay, cool. Just and <laughs> what's your life like now? Are you guys living together or you still have separate places? Oh, we, yeah, we still have separate places. We don't live together as of yet, uh, but in the near future. Okay. I think we have, uh, we have spoken about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, all right, Rafi, yeah, I, I, so far, so we're going gonna to call her, but keep you on the line, but don't say anything, okay? Okay, perfect. Yeah.
Hello. Hi, is Maria there, please? What can I do for you? It's Th- Ron Zamoka. Happy birthday. Oh, okay. Thank you. What? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, Maria. Who's this? Ron Zamoka. <laughs> so, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. You kind of sound like you hate us right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, because I just don't. I'm still not believing that it's you guys. Oh. oh, well, yeah. we heard that you're like a big fan of the show and we heard that you introduced our podcast to your boyfriend, Rafi, and we just wanted to call to say thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word. And more importantly, happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I did. I send it to anybody who listened to me. Oh, you're okay. The best. Cool. If we sing to you, will you believe it's us? Maybe, yeah. Okay, so hold on. So Rafi's on the phone, right? I am. Hi, babe. Oh, hey. Oh, <laughs> now she's happy. <laughs> Wait, Maria, did you not think that it was really Razamoka? No, I'm at work and I never answer like unknown callers. So I was actually just going to decline it. Oh, uh-huh. wow. But then I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just answer it. You sounded like you were about to yell at whoever was on the other line for calling I unknown. I was like, who's asking me from like, like somebody's trying to make me say yes for like a scam on the phone or something. <laughs> yeah, we have this yeah. duck cleaning service that's offering a, a great deal that's in your neighborhood. That's, yeah, that's what I thought it was. I do, I do actually, I do actually have a little CRA business to get to, but we could do that at the end of the call. <laughs> yes, yeah, to get your credit card out. Uh, hey, Rafi, explain to Maria what's going on here. Um, so I pretty much uh, messaged them up, and I was like, you know, like. I like love the podcast. My my girlfriend got me listening to you guys. As you know, Maria, I don't really like podcasts and you got me hooked. You know what I mean? The last couple of months I'm almost all caught up with you. Like what episode seventy? I, I can't listen to the new ones with him. <laughs> yeah, like she won't. She she refuses to listen. Like listen to new ones, and then I get upset because I'm like, no, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like switch it on to the live radio somewhere else because I'm like, I don't want to listen to anything with the Roz and Mocha. I'm not caught up with it. Maria, so obviously you're a huge fan, so you know uh, on those special occasions when it is somebody's birthday, uh, we we can sing them happy birthday. Would you like us to sing you happy birthday right now? I would love nothing more than to hear you guys sing happy birthday. Here we All go. Right. Ready, guys? <clears throat> One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Maria. Happy birthday to you. Oh my God! Thank you so much. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The uh, season two of Shira drops on Netflix today. My kid loved it. Wait, what? Season she- two? Yeah, Shira, the cartoon. They did a cartoon. S- season one already came out. Yeah. When? Like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. 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 So they already they, they just dropped season two. See, the problem uh, with my Netflix, not you don't, problem. You don't get it. Like you, you won't. You would never see Shira pop up on your Netflix. Exactly, because no, I no. have. I watch all sorts of other like yeah. nonsense, yeah, right? Like mine. Like it doesn't pop up on my profile. My profile is garbage. It might it's, pop up. It's just I, a I have a profile for my kid of, already. Yeah. But it's like all Wiggles and Paw Patrol and like because he's only two. Right? No, but just go to just go. Like, do you have him as a profile or do you just go to kids? 
No, I have him as his yeah, own go, profile. Go to the kids section. Oh, okay. That's where all the gold is. Okay. And then figure out what's good and then build a profile based on the kids section with favorites, yeah. right? Wait, so Netflix has a She-Ra... Cartoon. Cartoon. Yeah. Do they have a He-Man one? No, no. no. Oh, weird. No, uh, but they run the, I think you can, they run the old He-Man maybe, but there's two great He-Man documentaries on Netflix. Are they one, really? Yeah. One is called um, The Toys That Made Us, which is a four part, I think, on Star Wars toys, He-Man toys. Uh, so it's, it's, it's one sort of episode, but then there's an actual He-Man documentary, huh. which is incredible. It's yeah. so much fun. This, cause the guy who did it was just nuts, right? Yeah. The guy who created He-Man. And, um, he goes through talking about when they decided to do a sort of female counterpart to He-Man. Before she was She-Ra, this guy wanted to call her She-Man, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and then somebody came in and was like, what about She-Ra? And he's like, oh yeah, that's a better idea. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but, uh, but She-Ra drops uh, today and I started watching the other, um, I shouldn't say, that, I guess it was about a week and a half ago or whatever. Whenever Catherine is either like taking a bath or she, I'm like, hey, babes, you coming out? She's like, I got 10 more minutes. I need to just work 10 more minutes. So whenever I have like five minutes uh-huh. to myself, I go on Netflix and I always watch like five minutes of Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. What's that one? Is a reality story. Because I've never in my life watched The Kardashians. I've ne- I never watched Jersey Shore. Yeah. I never watched The Real Housewives show. Like I never watched any of that stuff. Yeah, me neither. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I never watched any of that, but uh-huh. this is sort of all of those things combined, only they're like hot real estate agents. You know what? I saw the trailer for that. In this show. That's what it is. Okay. Oh my God. This show. I've seen the is, trailer. It is such glorious trash. It looks and, like- I, and, I, and I watch it five minutes at a time because oh, I only it? watch it when Catherine's like, I need five minutes. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So I go back and I put five minutes of selling Sunset on. <laughs> it and takes like a month to get through one episode. It took me two weeks to get through one episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like a, the secret yeah. show she has no idea that no, you watch? so then she caught me the other night. Oh, no. She could hear from the office. She's like, what in the hell are you watching? So she came out and watched an episode with me. Yeah. And first she looked at me disgusted. Like, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, when do you watch this? I'm like, whenever I have like a time, like whenever I need like five minutes, never mind. I don't even watch it really. <laughs> and, then, and then and then she sat down and it is so, it is such glorious trash yeah. that it is one of the more enjoyable shows I've seen in a real long time. <laughs> now keep in mind, it is trash. Uh-huh. Okay, it's trash, but it's glorious trash. So, uh, two things this weekend: if you can't get in to see um, Endgame, uh-huh. give She-Ra a try. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Which she- was at one point almost called She-Man, right? If <laughs> if She-Man's not your thing, uh, try and uh, get yourself a little bit dirty with uh, Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you this question here, and I'll ask you, and I'll ask anybody else who's listening right now. What's the hardest you've ever taken a breakup? I'm reading this story. Remember Moby, the singer? Moby. Okay, yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah, Eminem used to hate him. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Right? Yes. Like irrationally too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like he like just he no just used to hate him. Reason. Yeah. I just snorted. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, so I'm going through, uh, they're taking out excerpts of his, uh, he released a new, he's releasing a new memoir yeah. and he's talking about, let me read you this part here where, how hard he used to be on himself and about this one breakup that he had. So he says, uh, so let me read you this. Moby opened up about the incident in which he inflicted physical 
punishment upon himself after his romantic frustration. He punched himself in the face. Oh my God. No, I wouldn't ever do that. So he goes, one night, uh, years earlier, after another relationship failed because of panic, my frustration and anger boiled over until I started punching myself in the face. Wow. He goes, I hit hit myself once, then again, then again, very hard, making myself fall backwards onto the floor. Oh, no. You punched yourself out? Yeah, he punched, he knocked himself out. I wonder if he was like looking at himself in the mirror. He said, for a second, it felt good and justified. I had punched myself in my worthless face. Then I was scared because I didn't know if I was insane. Sane people generally uh, didn't punch themselves in the face until they fell down. Like, I've been in some, like, I've taken breakups hard before. But I've never punched myself in the face. Yeah, now we want to fight yourself, right? I'm looking at yourself in the mirror like, yo, you want to go? I avoided going to certain parts of the city because I knew that perhaps I would bump into him. I think that's normal. But, and I, you know, I stalked, I still stalk him on social media. Stalk him. You use that word just like that, huh? Not even ironically. No. (laughs) Fully part of the vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't say it, you will. Um, Wow. But I would never, like, hurt myself. Yeah, it's a really wild thing how some people take breakups. Like, I would stop listening to certain music because it reminded me of Like what? Sonic Youth. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) To me, that doesn't seem like a difficult thing to do. (laughs) Like, if I made the decision... Give me a song. Give me a song. My friend Goo. No. Stop it. We're not going to play Sonic Youth. Like if I made the decision right now to just never hear Sonic Youth again, I don't think it would be that difficult of a thing. <laughs> Are there like swear words in right? In Sonic don't Youth? don't bother. No. Don't worry about it. You no. don't have to. You don't have to go on down that road. Okay. Well, let me erase this from my YouTube history. <laughs> <laughs> but have you never done anything crazy like that? Like you like you have you had a tough breakup? I did. Yeah, but the problem, not problem, the the time that I had a bad breakup was. Right before I went to New York for like vacation, but I was there for like weeks and weeks. Sure. So I had time. So I didn't have to see the other person. I wasn't picking up the phone, calling the other person. Yeah. Like I was kept busy. Yeah. And how, my thing, how old were you at the time? Vacation. I don't know, like 20, 20 maybe? Yeah. Or 21? No, yeah. not 21. Yeah. 19 or 20. So I had, there was more than enough time of separation physically. Right. That I did, I just kept myself busy. You're fortunate. You're fortunate. Right? I forgot the same person I broke up with. I also wrote and mailed thank you letters to his mom for a great relationship. <laughs> oh wow, that's so many red flags. Yeah, there's so many. Re- you should wear a cape that's just like a red flag yeah. <laughs> to, to let people know. <laughs> to let people know. Yeah. That's so weird. somebody broke up with you, and then you wrote their mother. Yeah, I was like, hey, thanks so much. It was a great six months. Six, six months! <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. If you like celery, you're gross. I agree. Celery's I disgusting. celery. But uh, celery juice apparently is a hot new health trend right now. And a Toronto grocer is telling the CBC that he's paying more for a case of celery mm-hmm. than ever before that... He is forced to charge $6 a bunch. Mm-hmm. $6 a so bunch for celery. Yeah, because all these morons ah, are drinking it. It's so gross. Yeah. The spike comes as a health guru featured on Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle site, Goop, mm-hmm. prepares to release a book that claims celery juice can help relieve autoimmune conditions, high blood pressure, eczema, and migraines, and help you control your weight. The claims don't appear to be supported by any scientific studies no, or trials. Uh, 
Anytime I've ever done a cleanse, celery is in the juices. Yeah, no, but as a, as a one thing, but this is like, I don't know. It's just every now and then, one of, do you remember the cabbage soup diet? Yes. Do you remember when oh. that was a big thing? I remember yeah. when people did it and they were rooting and tooting all over the yeah, place. Yeah, everybody's just eating cabbage soup. I remember years ago, probably 14 years ago, when people started with these cleanses and before companies got on board and started bottling their own, there was a recipe that was online that everybody would just make on their own. And it was like water with cayenne pepper and lemon. Yeah. And you yeah, see it was like Beyonce. Yeah. And you would see was these, doing it and everyone was like, Oh man, Beyonce's doing it. And you would see these it. guys at work. They just, they, they looked like such idiots where they were walking around with like huge, massive plastic containers that you would get like four liters of milk in it. Yeah. Right? And they would be stuffing all the stuff through the little hole in the top and they'd walk around the hallway with it and you would just hear these big jugs <laughs> shaking like moonshine <laughs> and that's all these guys were drinking all yeah. day. Right? And it looked horrific. It was all floaty and brown yeah. and there were seeds Blech. in it. Like it was, all this stuff is just such garbage. Although there's nothing wrong with celery with a little bit of mayonnaise down the side. <laughs> no, there Ew. is. <laughs> That's so gross. I don't know, man. I hate celery. The taste of it hurts my mouth. And, and it wasn't only until maybe in like the past five years yeah. that I still, like as a kid, parents would give their kids celery, maybe you put some peanut butter, and it was fine because I enjoyed peanut butter. Yeah. But then growing up, or once I became grown, yeah. I was like, why am I eating celery? Yeah. Like, I don't like, I even used to cut it up and throw it in a bag with, you know, uh, cucumbers and carrots and just yeah. kind of like eat them all yeah. together, right? Yeah. But then like on its own, it was like maybe five years ago, I was like, you know what? I do not like celery. I still yeah. choke on the stringy bits. Do you ever choke on the stringy bits? I just don't like the. I don't like the taste of it. Catherine and Roxy love celery. They put it in hummus and stuff yeah. like that. Do we have but to apologize I'm, to the celery farmers? No, why? They're making know. a killing right now. I ain't apologizing to anybody. Uh, Larissa just texted. I've been drinking celery juice for two weeks. And my skin is so much better, and I've lost over eight pounds. No headaches, and no need to drink coffee. Oh, I, I mean, I ain't giving them coffee. Yeah, but though. what happens? It's but like everything else. What happens when you stop starving yourself? It's like every. It's like when Maury would go on a juice cleanse. Oh, yeah. that and was the worst. Three weeks starving himself, drinking nothing but juice, and then when you're done that, how much weight did you gain back? Double it. Double. Yeah. More. Because when yeah. you're doing a cleanse, all you're losing. Roz taught me this. Just water weight. No, I didn't even say that. Or someone taught no. me that. You're just losing water weight. No, you're just like you're you're starving yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's you exactly what you were doing. You're like you're star. You star. It's not good to starve yourself. That's why, like, you feed people who are hungry. <laughs> Because <laughs> starving is not good for humans. <laughs> That's why more just keeps eating and eating yes. and eating. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so that big Woodstock festival that they were planning, the Woodstock 50th anniversary uh-huh. for the summer, half the people involved are saying the whole thing is canceled. <laughs> oh, yeah? Jay-Z and Miley were supposed to headline. Uh-huh. Right? My dad so, was actually planning to go to this. Was he really? He thought it would be the coolest trip ever to go with my stepmom and actually experience Woodstock. Well, this was going to be far from what you see in those documentaries yeah. from way back when. <laughs> this is basically going to be Coachella again. <laughs> no, it was going to be like 
No, it's like dirty Lollapalooza. Like uh, it's dirty not, Palooza? Yeah, dirty. Sure. Yeah, and Lala's already dirty. Lala's exactly. Wait, is Lala the one that's in the desert? No, no that, which is the one that's in the? Oh, uh, that's, that's Burning Man. Burning. Oh yeah, Burning Man. That, Burning, that Burning one. And because Burning Man isn't even really like a, a music festival. It's like an no. arts gathering of. It looks scary. Yeah, and I isn't there a lot of sand blowing around? Yeah, there is. Well, it's in a desert, so uh, yeah. <laughs> like I interviewed, I would, I would assume there would be lots of sand. I remember a few years ago, I was interviewing Susan Sarandon, yeah, and she, she had just come back from Burning Man. Susan Sarandon, yeah, because okay. she just loves to smoke weed, right? Sure. So she goes and hangs out with all those weirdos at Burning Man. Um, but she had just come from Burning Man, and she could barely breathe. Like she was coughing through the entire interview because oh, really? she had so much sand in her lungs yeah. and dust and everything. Like Burning Man is crazy. I know a guy that goes to Burning Man frequently, like every other year. The and pictures been are like phenomenal. Two years in a row. It's phenomenal. It is not for me because yeah. it's a whole like it's a whole sharing culture that they build down there. Sure. And if I'm wrong, don't. <laughs> what do you mean by sure? Like cliques, and you're worried you're not going to fit in? No, it's like you may be the guy that just brings a ton of cigarettes. Yeah. And then, and nothing else. And then, what you do is you find somebody who has water and a shower, and then you give them smokes so you can use their shower. And then there's another camp set up just by regular individuals that are like, we're going to do everyday breakfast for 40 people. And then they just cook breakfast every day for 40 people. And then there's somebody who they open the orgy dome and they're like, we're going to be in charge of the orgy so dome. So it's a co-op. Right? Yeah. Like it's crazy where everybody, you just contribute. So everybody contributes yeah. to this culture at Burning Man. So but it's, it's like, just, it's like uh, no, it's all know, drugs and STDs. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Yo, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married. Weren't they already married? No, they got married last night. What? Yeah. Did by, they? By an Elvis in Vegas after the Billboard Awards. Get out of here. Yeah. Now, when you get married in Vegas, though, to my understanding, it's not like... It's legal in Nevada, but it's not legal everywhere else, right? No. Like, it's real, but not real. No, it's real. Is it? Yes. I always thought you had to then go to, like, you know, City Hall or something with your Vegas marriage certificate and get it certified. No, they got a marriage certificate yesterday afternoon. Oh. So, like, they didn't didn't go, like, and just hang out in front of an Elvis and do I do's with no documentation. Right. Apparently, they actually went and got the documentation earlier in the day. Okay, okay. And then went, and who live-streamed it? Was it Diplo that live-streamed it? What? Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, They aired the... uh, What a fantastic after-party that would have been. Holy. They aired the... Billboard Music Awards last night because they took place on Tuesday. And I guess they had to edit it and do their thing and then they put it to air Oh, was last it pre-taped? Night. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Because everything, uh, everything was on Tuesday. Oh. That's why we didn't know because we were talking about it right. on Monday right. and on Tuesday. And then nobody knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. first of all, I didn't even hear about the Billboard Music Awards happening. Yeah. Second, it couldn't have been that important if... Yesterday, we didn't find out who the winners are. But because they prepackaged everything and aired it last night, yeah. we now know that, you know, like Drake won 12 awards. So and, you knew that before? 
No, I only knew oh. that knew that last night when I was oh, watching. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then this morning, but Jonas Brothers were. Um, they performed. They did a medley of their songs and, of course, performed soccer. Hey, man, they still sound good live. Yeah. And it's just fitting because yesterday they announced that uh, Jonas Brothers and BB Rexa are going on tour. And they're hitting Toronto August 23rd, Scotiabank Arena. Really, yeah? Yeah, man. That's going to sell out for sure. So uh, Sophie Turner walked down the aisle to a Dan and Shay song. Are they a country band? Yeah. No, they're friends. They're neighbors. What do you mean? They're neighbors, Dan and Shay. They're married. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. They're, no, they're, they're a country they're, band. <laughs> Why you got to trip me up, man? I know, this is early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. That's weird. And then like, what? They just got together and made a record? Awesome. <laughs> what a way friend, to look out. Location, 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 huh? <laughs> it's when like you, if I asked my friend, my neighbors, Peter and Sylvia, just to like grab the guitar and like perform. <laughs> yeah, so they got engaged in October. And uh, and then yeah, last night, Wednesday night, they uh, they hit one of those little like the Elvis Chapel, sure, and uh, and got married. That's dope. I yeah. like that, man. I'm down. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So there's a fight going on on Twitter right now, man. People just can't chill. It's crazy. Why? 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 So Taylor last night, Taylor Swift, yeah, at the Billboard Music Awards, comes out and does her new song, Me. With a drum line. I'm Taylor. Right? Okay, yeah. And then immediately everybody starts jumping on her for biting Beyonce's Coachella performance because she used a drum line. You know Beyonce's not the first one to ever use a drum line, right? Okay. (laughs) And they're like quoting one of these things is not like the other. And there's a picture of Taylor with her drum line and Beyonce with her drum line. Yo, you know, um, I think it was like 2012 or 2013. DJ Climax and I, when we were performing at our radio station concert, we yeah. came out with a drum line. Ooh, there's a spider coming down right in front of your face right there. Oh my God, look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I remember that. And then, and then what happens is so everybody goes, uh, hey, what about this? And they start posting Gwen Stefani's performance from 2005 when she did, you know, the banana song. <laughs> right? Hollaback Girl, you Hollaback mean? Girl, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, you know, well. uh, with a drum line. And then everybody started posting a Destiny's Child video from 1999, oh, God. where Beyonce is on a, uh, Destiny's Child's on a football field with a drum line. Like, it became about who did this first. But I'm like, the people who are arguing about this, their knowledge only ends when Beyonce started. Yeah. Right? Like, that, they don't know anything before that. Like, they don't know that people have been using, and then they, and then, like, listen, even just go through the Super Bowl performances. Janet Jackson used a drum line. Everybody yeah. uses that stupid drum line, which is awesome, by the way. I don't yeah. want to call it stupid, but you know what I mean. 
Hey man, uh, and, and Nick their Cannon started in a movie called Trump Line. Thank you. Thank you. How come nobody referenced that? Thank you. How come nobody's <laughs> saying you bit Nick Cannon off? <laughs> but it is so funny right now. Like, if you go in, and, and I spent about 25 minutes on this this morning. 25? With, yeah, with everybody just throwing hate back and forth for Taylor ripping off Beyonce because Taylor used drums. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Right? They're accusing Taylor of ripping off Beyonce because Taylor used drums. That's so stupid. Right? Y'all are dumb. Dude, I'm telling you, but like, I'll go, like, one one of these tweets, right? One yeah. of these tweets that I found from somebody who is not verified uh-huh. and has 900 followers has 5,835 likes. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Ripping on Taylor for biting Beyonce. That's like saying, Sean Mendez, how dare you play a guitar live on one of your stage shows when, I mean, when Ed Sheeran also does a stage no, show live you know and plays I mean. guitar. You know what I mean. It's, it's, a, it's a special thing, right? Drumlining. That's dumb. Drumlining. But I'm telling you, Taylor is getting, like, the, the, the beehive came out. And was really like they went hard on Taylor fans last night, like hard yeah. on Taylor. This, this, these stands, man. When they come at you, it's not pretty, and no, they come at you for the most irrational reasons, man. They're really, really mean, really mean. It's nuts. Yeah, and then it's everybody just trying to dig up evidence of the first time somebody used a drum line, but it oh, only starts luck. with Beyonce. Like their knowledge of everything in the in, in the last year. Start no nineteen ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine with nineteen ninety nine with Destiny's Child. That that's yeah, when there and the people are posting pictures from eighteen eighty six with with marching bands before football game. Like it's so great. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, I was just watching a video of. Uh, Paula Abdul from last night at the American Music Awards. Billboard Music Awards. Sorry, the Billboard Music Awards. Where she threw her hat off. Yeah. And she hit Juliana Huff right in the throat with it. <laughs> oh, no. Did she really? Yeah. Not on purpose, though. No. Oh, oh. She was walking through the crowd, and Juliana Huff is there, and she's so excited, right? Because you have to think, Juliana Huff, who dances professionally and is one of the best, had to have grown up idolizing Paula Abdul. Of course. And Julianne Huff has like the best seat at the Billboard Music Awards. She's like right up front, right on the edge. And Paula Abdul does this move where she just walks down through the crowd. Yeah. And she's as she's doing her dance, she takes off her top hat and just goes to fling her top hat at the camera. But Paula Abdul misses, misses. the, misses oh, the camera no. and the brim just nails it. She almost decapitated Julianne <laughs> Huff. It's like in a James Bond movie where somebody like, where it's a blade around the hat and it's a weapon. Like she was so perfect with her throw. Yeah. That, that Don't tell me Julianne Huff is like in the hospital now. She loved it. The, oh, look, she on, loved- the look on Julianne <laughs> Huff's face, right? I just got hit in the throat by Paula Adol. It was like when you see those videos where somebody gets baptized in a lake. Like it's a life-changing <laughs> experience, right? It was like at that moment, Julianne Julianne Huff was validated for all the yeah. hard work and dance that she's done yeah. by almost getting killed by Paula Abdul. She sliced my neck with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, if you get a chance, go and find that video. We'll we'll get it we'll get it posted. But Yo, oh, it was one um, of the best what was moments up with, from last night. What was up with Madonna? Yeah, you know what's interesting <laughs> is that last night they really you know three of the the biggest sort of you know nostalgia acts were all on the stage. 
on the same night, which was incredible for one awards show that they would have Mariah Carey, Madonna, and Paula Abdul. Uh, People seem to love it. But I heard a lot of people talking about Mariah Carey today. I heard a lot of people talking about Paula Abdul today. Yeah. I didn't hear anybody talking about Madonna. I didn't hear anybody talking about the Madonna performance. So there's a, a, a clip here that we have. I guess this is backstage. And is it, where is this from, Maury? Is this from like her Instagram or, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Was she on something? Like, was she drunk or high or something? I don't know. American Billboard Awards. American Billboard Awards. Where I will be honored for nothing, as usual. But just to be here, share this moment with humanity is everything. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I like think a crazy she's just, old lady, I right? think she's just being Madonna. Is but she? I didn't hear, I, have you heard, like, nobody's talking, like, Madonna wasn't even trending when I woke up this morning. No. Everything else from last night was trending. I mean, I watched... I saw the Paul Abdul clip a thousand times. I mean, times. I watched it last night, I'm a huge Madonna fan, and it was it was kind of lackluster. Like, yeah. it was clearly obvious that Madonna was singing to the actual single, like, whereas Mariah was sure. obviously singing live. Sure, I mean, but I mean, Paul, let's not talk about the lip singing. I, I think that what, the, what was off-putting was that Paula Abdul, people still have a real sort of soft spot for her, and she's endearing. Yeah. And Mariah Carey... It has always been the same. Like Mariah Carey's thing is she's just so consistently odd. Yeah. But I think that people looked at Madonna like, you should have just done what these two did. You should have just aged and did your thing. And because what you're doing now, it's not even that it's inappropriate because who cares what somebody does? It's just not good. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like Paula yeah. Abdul came out and did her hits. Mariah Carey came out mm-hmm. and did her hits. Madonna came out and tried to do some new stuff. And did something did a terrible song. Like well, she I mean she weird. had I mean she I mean she had to do her new song. It just came out. No, I don't she know. Didn't. She didn't have to. No, I know. I don't I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Mariah opened with her new song and then went into the hits. But I she mean, went every, into the hits though. Exactly. Mariah knows. Yo, Madonna, you're done. Right? Like finished. Mariah knows. But were people happy with the Mariah show, right? Oh, I've never everyone yeah. was on their feet. Taylor Swift yelled. I posted on my Twitter. She's yeah. like, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. People were loving Mariah Carey last night. Really? Paul Abdul. Yeah, I switched the channel that Madonna got no Madonna got no time. We were saying yesterday how uh, going going pee during the Mariah thing. Then you missed the best performance, so know, but every, you're no. in trouble. <laughs> ah. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Sylvia! <laughs> Hi. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. So you broke as a joke, huh? <laughs> um, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Sylvia, you wrote this. Aside from Mocha's completely disparaging comments. Uh, you wrote this, Ronza Mocha FML. Simply put, what do you do if you can't keep up financially with your friends who always want to do stuff? <laughs> hey, listen, I wasn't saying it no, as a diss. I know, I know. Uh, we've all yeah. been there, Sylvia. We have all been there. Now, when you say um, you can't keep up financially with uh, your friends who always want to do stuff, what kind of stuff are we talking about here? Um, uh, just like random stuff, like, uh, road trips and like going on vacation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now that it's the summertime, like my full-time friends are taking time off and they want to hang out. So I just want to be able to, you know, hang out with them too. So how great are, how good are these friends? Are you considered to be your good friends? Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty good friends. They're close friends of do mine. Do you, do you have conversations with them about what you can and cannot afford? Uh, yeah, sometimes like when we go out, they, they kind of know, so they kind of 
um, filter out some of the other stuff we can't do. Yeah, but I, I think that you need to have those conversations. You don't have to give them full financial disclosure. Yeah. But I think that if they're right. your good friends, they should know. Uh, and and I think that if they are your good friends, they'll understand and will either you know, cater to things that maybe every now and then you can be included in and participate, you know, into the fullest, um, Mm -hmm. or, or you, you, you know, you, you work around it. Do you ever like suggest things that are maybe not quite as expensive that everybody's into, or do they not like doing those things? Um, yeah, sometimes I suggest that stuff, but it's kind of, um, I guess repetitive. I don't know because like stuff I can do like locally or stuff that's not, um, uh, going like across like the world. Yeah, but there, there's nothing wrong, Sylvia, there's nothing wrong with missing out here and there on some of those bigger financially straining things that your friends are doing. I know it sucks right now that you can't take yeah. part, but there's nothing wrong with not being able to go. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. getting, okay, I'm getting two, two sort of, uh, this can go one of two ways or even both ways. So I think part of okay. you is asking, how do you deal with the fact that you can't afford to do all the cool things your friends are doing? Well, if they're your good friends, they'll understand and you can create situations and fun that everybody can afford. And if they are your good friends, everybody's going to be on board for it. Okay. So there's, there's that. And then there's the other part where there's the other part where I think you may like, you're trying to figure out how to make more money uh, to be able to afford to do what all your friends are doing. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. Both yeah. of those sides are definitely <laughs> right. Okay. Trying, struggling with right now. Okay, so how do you make more money? Are you saving money at the time? Um, kind of. I'm still doing school, so I did have a part time job. Okay. So now that it's kind of like summer, I'm trying to look for another part time job to fill up the time that I had for school. Right. Yeah, but the money that you're making from this part time job is going towards doing these things with your friends that you were then burning through that cash. Right, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And, and I think honesty when it comes to your friends is the 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 way to go. Because I'll tell you, it's relative, right? Like, I have a few friends who are very rich, okay? And in the past, they have suggested things, and even though I could afford it, I still say, hell no, I'm not paying for that. Let's do this instead. Yeah. And then you come up with a compromise, <laughs> okay. okay? Like, there's nothing okay, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. If one of your friends goes, uh, hey, uh, Sylvia, we're thinking about, you know, going to, you know, this place on Friday night. There's nothing wrong with saying, hell no, I'm not paying that amount for food and drinks, but what if Saturday we get together and do this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? And they're, they're going to get yeah. it, you you know what I mean? They're they're going to get it. And I think that if they are truly your friends, you can be honest with them and they will, if they are as good of friends as you say they are, they will accommodate okay. to include you. This is not going to be something where, you know, you then have to worry about your friendship. If the friendship is there, they will work to include you and they should work to include you. All right. So you're telling me I got to get my friends to work harder. <laughs> no, you just, they have, you have to be honest with them. Yeah. They have to know this okay. stuff. There has because to be compromise they, on both ends and, uh, and you can't, like we said before, you just can't participate in everything. Because otherwise, you run the risk of looking like the the downer. You look like yeah. the one that they always invite out and you make some lame excuse to not go. And then they're like, what yeah. in the hell's wrong with Sylvia? I don't know, man. What's wrong with her? We like we invited her out. Like, and when's the last time you invited her out? I asked her two times last week if she wanted to do stuff. So unless you tell them why you can't do this, 
they will start okay. to wonder if you're the type of friend that they want in their group. Okay. So yeah. just be just that be str- just fun. be straight up with them. If you miss out on a weekend in Vegas, ain't nothing wrong with the following weekend Saturday night at Jack Astor's. <laughs> right. There's nuts exactly. <laughs> right? And you are. I know. Okay. Listen. I, that that is so 100 percent true, Mocha. Yeah. It is so 100 percent true. Okay. That sounds good. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Right. Thanks, Sylvia. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. I love you guys. Okay. Love, love you too. too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life only on Kiss. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hey, it's Tony Mocha. How are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Uh, Mocha. What? You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. <laughs> oh man, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I love you. I love you too, brother. I'll t- there's nothing makes me happier than when people call call in and just want to shout out. Let's I do the love news. It. I love being part of the show, man. All right, okay. Hit hit us one more time with it. Hey, Mocha. Yo. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. <laughs> A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. This movie made $1.2 billion in its opening weekend. That is the fastest movie to hit a billion since Infinity War. (laughs) I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. Like, it shattered the record. Like, obliterated its own record. Finger snapped. So Infinity War broke a billion in 11 days. Endgame did it in five. That's crazy. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. That's crazy. So domestically, so US and Canada did 350 mil. Internationally, it did 859 mil. Globally, 1.209 billion. Come on. In Canada alone, it's the biggest opening weekend ever. So yeah. Avengers Endgame, 28.5 million in Canada. And then uh, Infinity War is second with 19. And then The Force Awakens with 18.6. The Last Jedi was 17.2. And then Marvel's The Avengers with 15.6. So one, two, three, four, and five are all Disney. Yeah, they're happy. The movie had a budget God. of uh, 400 mil. Yeah. They probably and made that in like a day. I'm still thinking about it. Are you? Yeah, it's real good. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of seeing it's, it. It's really good, and and I I don't want to spoil it because my my take on spoilers is this: like the reason why we're going to talk about um, Game of Thrones is because everybody had access to Game of Thrones. Right. Um, no, not everybody has access to Endgame, so you still have to wait and buy a ticket. People are still weeks away from seeing this thing. Yes. Um, so you have to sort of respect the lack of access to something. Uh, but over on. Game of Thrones last night. Okay, hold on. Before you continue, let me read you this text that we got. Okay. 925555. All right. Roz, yeah. I'm an emergency room nurse who works in a busy hospital downtown. Okay. I did not get an opportunity to watch Game of Thrones okay. last night since I was literally saving lives. Please, oh, no spoilers. please, with the saving lives. Literally saving lives. Whatever. You're making out in a broom closet. I watch Grey's. <laughs> I know how that works. Exploring your sexuality at work. Saving lives. It's all drama. Come on. It's Mark Hamill apologized to Star Wars fans over a tweet. Uh-oh. I don't know if you saw this. No. But, so Mark Hamill tweeted out a picture. I stopped following Mark Hamill for that same reason. Because I didn't want... Anything to be ruined for the last movie, just in case. No, he doesn't. He doesn't spoil. But he somebody photoshopped a picture together in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and it was Lando, Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, 
and Han Solo, like the originals. Oh, okay. Right? But like like all older, like they took their older selves and they oh. photoshopped them all in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. And Mark Hamill tweeted that and he just used the hashtag missed opportunities. And fans started jumping on him saying that it was insulting to people who are working so hard for years to make uh, new characters exciting for people to enjoy. Thinking that Mark Hamill was crapping on all the new oh, characters. Oh, okay. And he was just like, no, I like, I miss these people and we didn't get to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. So Mark Hamill was like, saw a pic of me with Billy D and Carrie and Harrison. Posted it because I miss them. Nothing more, nothing less. I love the new cast too and didn't mean to get everyone's knickers in a twist. Maybe I should just post a bunch of Endgame spoilers instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it, Mark. See again, that's why I unfollowed you. Uh, apparently Crocs are now making Crocs with miniature fanny packs attached to the back of them. <laughs> I am down for that. You need this for the cottage. I know. You know, I've, I've, I caught That's where you my... put your, like, matches for the campfire. I was looking on the computer for Crocs the other day. Were you and, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Catherine walked into the room. I heard her walking into the room. Yeah. And I closed my computer like I was looking at... Something naughty? The, well, yeah. Yeah. And I still think that she thinks that, and I'm ha- and I'm okay with her thinking that rather yeah, like, than. Like, wouldn't you rather her catch you? Like, you should just have a browser constantly <laughs> open, yeah. right? A yeah. tab with that stuff. Yes. To quickly switch to. Thank you. When she walks in. And you're looking at things like Crocs. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I was just yeah. looking at like I'll never, Like, I'll never forget that time. <laughs> Years ago, we did something on this show with male lingerie, because it was apparently a thing. Yeah. And she walked in when I was looking at male lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd she do? What's that? What'd she do? Turn and walk away? No, I, I, I closed the computer again. Like, she didn't even know what I was looking at. That's right? You just, gotta have, you just gotta have that out of the tab ready to go. Oh, right? no. bonding thing. What if she's like, oh my God, I want Jeez. Crocs too. No, believe me she does I, I know my woman <laughs> my woman does not want crocs oh, no. uh so uh oh, par- what's the price what's the price oh 59 bucks <laughs> okay crocs with, with a fanny pack so a company ah. called beams has teamed up with crocs to make a special edition with miniature little fanny packs attached to the heel part of the croc they come in green and purple and cost 53 bonds tell you what, what are you do? supposed to do tell tell you i don't do know for your like, yeah that keep change in it maybe I no it's for like a, if you're going if it's usually obviously for camping you're gonna put your like fish tackle or something. Yeah, uh, fish tackle. Man, you have no idea what you're talking you know, about. You've no, you're just talking at this point. Words, yeah. words, 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 words. <laughs> words, 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 words. You're not, you're not contributing no, anything to the conversation. No. Chair girl uh, was back at it again. Oh no. So, uh, chairs? Marcella Zoya, aka Chair Girl, I guess that over the weekend she did like a, an Instagram live or something like that. She was at like a friend's that. birthday she party. She was at a birthday party. Yeah. And they're at a table and they look to me like they're loaded. And then at the beginning of the video, you'll hear somebody say, uh, oh, the cocaine, that's the Coke. Over here, the cocaine. And then she freaks out and grabs the phone and leaves the table. And then she starts reading comments and somebody says, makes a comment about balconies. And so this is what happens. Hey! What's up? Hey! Oh, Coke, the cocaine. Coca-Cola. 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 Coca-Cola
So she's just reading comments, and somebody made a comment about oh. a balcony, and then she said, "Do not throw, throw chairs off balconies," which is interesting because this week her lawyer just asked for the charges to be dropped, and then she also posted on Instagram something that was called just simply apology, and this is what it read: uh, "Nobody was hurt. I was intoxicated. Stop harassing me. I thought Canadians were nice." But that's not true, and it's so effing cold. I'm out of here with Brazilian flag, Brazilian flag, Brazilian flag, Brazilian flag. Worth noting, both have been deleted. Right. But uh, anyway, so her lawyer uh, was talking about her woes in court, explaining that she'd been booted from her dental hygiene program and has lost many friends over the chair episode. So she's already suffered enough. Oh, but now she got all those friends with all that cocaine, right? Exactly. <laughs> Last year, two years ago around Emmy time, is when Marvelous Mrs. Maisel started winning all those awards. And I was like, what in the hell's Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yeah. And then you, you go and find it because it's on Amazon. It's already not easy. And then I watched it and I loved it. And I was like, God, how did I miss one whole season of the show? And then I caught up. Yeah. And the other night, I was sitting around. I'm like, God, I just need a new show. Mm. Like, I need something. And then I was like, I wonder if there's another one of those that like wins a whole bunch of awards that I just never heard of Mm -hmm. because maybe I don't know how to find it because it's not that easy. It's not on your regular sort of services. And so we started watching Killing Eve. It's the, so the, funny the you Sandra mentioned that. O show. My wife, Jenna, just said last night, I want to start watching Killing Eve. Dude, if this isn't like the best show I've seen in a really yeah, long time, I, have, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it's about. And keep in mind, like, I'm, I'm, four, I'm, I'm four episodes into season one, yeah. but I'm telling you how I missed the boat on Killing Eve. How many seasons? They're a little bit through season two right now. Oh, okay, okay. It is like, if you need, if you're at that point right now where you're looking for a new show. Which we are. That is cool. And it's so well written. And Sandra Oh is like, I can't say enough. Like her winning all these awards and getting the praise that she's getting for this show. Yeah. It is so warranted. Like it is without question. Like without question, yeah, how fantastic she is in this show. Okay, it is Killing it, Eve. Killing Eve. It's so it's it's a British crime drama. Yeah, with Sandra O. Oh. Okay, like I'm it's down. it's so I can't say enough about this show, man. Right. If you haven't got on it yet, get on it and then give us a call and we can talk about the first couple episodes because that's so only as far as I that. got. We're just having the conversation Telling in our you, house man, last night. I'm telling you, it's so good. So according to two stories I read. And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong more, but Instagram is getting rid of the total likes option on its platform in Canada as a test run. So what, what ended up, yeah, so they it leaked, I guess, a photo of them testing out the, I guess, the, algorithm? the app, the algorithm, where you won't see the amount of likes. So Facebook and Instagram, so Facebook hmm. Inc.'s Instagram is considering removing the number of likes on posts, a move that mirrors efforts by social media companies like Twitter to make their platforms healthier places for their users. Quote, uh, later this week, we're running a test in Canada that removes the total number of likes on photos and videos. This is what they said. We are testing this because we want your followers to focus on the photos and videos you share, not how many likes they get. And what is the point? <laughs> so we would just say liked by and I guess so, maybe yeah. a couple of names yes. and not give you the... Right. Liked by so-and-so and... 
5,000 others. But yeah. that's a count. This is going to be where you won't see the number. Yeah. Oh. But that doesn't. what's the point then? How are you going to know if you're a good influencer? How are you going to know if your photo is good or not? Well, that's like, what we live for likes. That's what, they're, that's what they're trying to get rid of because that like that you get more, and we've talked about this before, for kids, it's very dangerous. It's, yeah. it's a dopamine hit and it's, 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 a, it's an addiction. You get that, you get that hit, man. They're lose and losers. Kids users. shouldn't have access to this. People are going to not uh, want to use it anymore no. if they can't get 500 likes. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Fox for News Empire, but not Jesse Smollett. But oh, they really? Did, I but they, why. But they did extend his contract. For what? So he's still employed by the show, but he's not coming back to the show. I think what they're doing is... Is compete No, no, no. He's just got too much heat on him, right? They don't yeah. know what's going to happen with the, the civil case. They don't know what's going to happen with the federal case. So what they did was they, they didn't fire him because then he can sue. Sure. So they extended his contract, but they just told... We got no scenes for you right now. Right. Yeah. You're not going to be in the show, but we're keeping our option yeah. for you. Uh, Game of Thrones, the big complaint was that it was too dark on Sunday. Yeah. And the cinematographer is defending his episode and actually putting the blame on you, you idiot. Who? All of us. The viewer. Yes. Saying what? Like it was on purpose, right? So Fabian Wagner stands by the choices he made in the episode. Wagner said, Thrones has always been very dark and very cinematic. We tried to give the viewers and fans a cool episode to watch. I know it wasn't too dark because I shot it. (laughs) (laughs) You idiots. He goes on to say, a lot of the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to tune their TVs properly. Oh, in your face, losers. A lot of people blame it on the TV. Well, a lot of people, unfortunately, watch it on small iPads, (laughs) which in no way can do justice to a show like that anyway. Oh, no. I was home watching. I had to turn all my lights off to see it. What he doesn't understand is, first of all, when a show starts, I'm not going to sit there and start fudging with my TV, yeah. my settings. Ain't nobody calling right? up Geek Squad yeah. like, yo, I need this class. Like, who does that? <laughs> this calibration real who, quick. Who does that? Who, like, recalibrates based on the show? Like, these people are animals. <laughs> but also, it's the stupid compression, right? So you watch it through an app, or you watch it through a streaming service, like HBO Go if you're in the States, yeah. or whatever, when you're up here, and it's it's compressed to hell. Like, you can't, it's not true picture. Yeah, you're not and watching, black, like, the raw footage. No, it's all pixelated. Like, the people who broadcast this stuff it's being downgraded yes like at least three four times before it gets to your eyes terrible anyway so he if you had a problem with game of thrones being too dark that's your own damn fault according (laughs) to the the cinematographer yeah you nimrods uh robert downey jr set to make at least 75 million dollars for endgame wow because robert downey jr gets um points off the back and he made 75 mil for Infinity War. So they're saying that he'll make more than 75 mil when it's all said and done. Now, is this for Endgame? Strictly for um, in theater run of the movie, or is this like forever? I don't. For, it, like, includes. Movie sales includes digital sales. Includes uh, who knows? I don't. I don't know what is merchandise I, and marketing. I, like, I don't know what that sev- where that seventy five mil comes from. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what his deal is. Like I know but, Marvel did seventy five like million dollars is a lot of money. I know Marvel did like a collab with Adidas yeah. where they released like uh, Avengers 
inspired sneakers. Right. And no, he wouldn't make money like, off would that. Would he make no, money no, 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 off no. the Iron Man version? No, because he doesn't own Iron Man. Okay. Like, dude, when you, Marvel when you owns get Iron $75 Man. million dollars and you put that in the bank, do you actually see on your bank statement that total? Like, does, yeah, do you, you actually just take, see you, that? You have to take your well, phone and turn it portrait mode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> zero. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Cardi B goes on a wild rant last night uh, backstage at the Billboard Music Awards. So I guess what happened is there's a photo going around online that some people are saying is a lower half nude of Cardi. And Cardi's like not denying it, but she's not denying... What she's denying is that it's the thing that people say that it is. So Cardi's backstage at the Billboard Music Awards looks to be just almost completely naked and she's got her one she's standing there with one foot up on the coffee table okay filming herself in a mirror and this is Is what anybody else around her i don't know who knows who knows but this is cardi b yeah going around showing this picture now y'all photoshopping it even more like oh cardi cardi first of all that ain't my my right here this is where i birthed my daughter from this right here the part that shows you know when i go like this that's just my you know when you got a fat <laughs> that gets fat right there. This part right here, this is the part that gives the comfort. You know what I'm saying? This is the part that like when you out, wow. that's what the feel. That's that's my You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to look at my so bad. Y'all should have see me when I was stripping. I was promoting myself like, come see me. Now too bad. Right, she's so ratchet, right? It's oh like, my God. She is like... Straight hood. <laughs> you are never changing Cardi B. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Drake breaks Taylor Swift's record at the Billboard Music Awards last night. He won 12 awards, making his career total to 27. Taylor Swift's uh, 23 at uh, picking up the big award of the night. Top artist Drake thanked his mom's. I want to thank my mom for, you know, all the times you drove me to uh, piano when I didn't want to take piano. Uh, all the times you drove me to, to basketball and hockey, that clearly didn't work out. Uh, you know, uh, all the times you drove me to Degrassi. Uh, yeah, 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 shout out to Degrassi. And here's to hoping that the Drake curse is uh, a myth because during one of his many speeches last night, yeah. He ended it by throwing some praise behind Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. And hey, shout out to Arya Stark for putting in that work last week. Hey. All right, so I'm telling you, man, if Arya dies next week, I'm never oh, listening no. to Drake ever again. <laughs> that Drake curse. Like, <laughs> now that I know he's a fan of Arya Stark, oh, now I'm worried no. that the poor girl's going to bite it next week. Oh, if no. I swear to God, Drake, if Arya dies next week on this show... I like serious things are going to happen, man. Okay. Like serious now things I, are going to happen. Are you throwing threats out of Drizzy? <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. you don't want to do that. Serious things are going to happen. You know, he had his goons show up at the the um, Pusha T show to throw water at him. I know. He's he's now he's going to be he's going to be Drake's going to be like the the girl from the ring. Like I start hating on Drake. Next thing I know, Drake's posing with a picture with my face on his yeah. shirt. On <laughs> <laughs> next, you get a phone call. You're going to die in seven days. <laughs> oh, don't let me be next. Roz and Mocha Q&A Ask Roz and Mocha This is how we end every single podcast It is an exclusive to the podcast You will not find this 
segment uh, on the live show that we have weekly. So what we do is we take all of your questions from Instagram at Kiss925 and we'll answer as many as we can. Uh, And every week we're going to invite one or sometimes two of you to join us on the podcast to ask your question as we say hello right now to Jun. What's going on, man? Hi, Razamoka. How's it going? Good, Good. buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening and uh, thank you for submitting your question. What is it you want to ask? So, um, So to give you some backstory, um, I have the most wonderful wife. I love her a lot. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you had actually asked a, a, answered a question on the podcast before where I asked a question on behalf of my wife about what kind of white guy Roz was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if he had like Ro- an Irish heritage or Scottish or English or just something. Yeah, she's the one that thought that Roz was like half Spanish or something, so... When uh, when I told my wife that Roz said that he was a white trash American, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. she looked at me and she said that I was making fun of him again. Oh no! So she didn't believe my answer. She thought I was a liar. So okay. well, I don't know, but <laughs> that's the thing. But but did you so, play um, the, the the part of the podcast where Roz like just says he's just like straight up white Canadian? Yeah, that's uh, what I, I exactly said it word for word when Roz said he was like white trash Canadian or something like yeah, that. No, yeah. I'm I'm half. Then, yeah, I, I'm 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 straight up white trash, and I I'm just all like I'm I'm a perfect Canadian American mix basically. Oh, see, now that's what I told her, and yeah. she thought it was lying. So, yeah. uh, oh, there you go. Oh, no. But anyway, so. So, what's your question? How to get your wife back? Because she left you? <laughs> no, she didn't leave me. No, oh. not after that. No. So, recently, um, she just had a sudden loss. It's about a year ago that she lost her father to a sudden, like, heart attack. Yeah. And, um, you know, throughout the years, you know, sometimes she goes into these mourning stages and mm-hmm. she gets triggered by different things. And,. And she turns into this completely different person, which is completely normal, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Um, so my question is, as a husband, um, do you have any tips on how I can better like, uh, support her through this process instead of just saying the normal platitudes that we say, such yeah. as, oh, you know, it could be fine, it'll be there. Like, I don't want to fix it. I don't want to have any answers. I just, do you guys have any tips on how to help her? This you just want to be that to support say. system and show her that you're there. Yeah, yeah. Without being like in her face about mm-hmm. it. I yeah. will. I will say. I'll say this as somebody who my dad died, and mm-hmm. um, I had people in my in my life who were really close to me at the time. And I think that the one thing that you need to know, <clears throat> and you don't have to necessarily articulate this, but it's something that I learned, which is um, having. A parent die is a really horrific, exclusive club that she now belongs to. Mm -hmm. And anybody who doesn't belong to that club can never understand what it's like to be part of that club. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that you should do is to realize that you will never fully understand what she's going through. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But with everything else in life, when there is, you know, great loss, the reality is that it never gets better, but it does get easier. Mm. Okay. And as long mm-hmm. as you're coming at this from, from sort of that standpoint and understanding, um, you can be there for her. And, and I think that as, as somebody who is a support system, it, it, whether when, you know, we're only a year now since her dad died, um, being able to judge the room is you going to be your most important job because you know your wife better than most people, anybody. 
And when she needs you there, you'll know. When she needs you to sit and shut up, she'll know. When she needs to be left alone, you'll know. And and there's nothing wrong with when she's not in those moments, okay, of just sort of great grief and reliving things. Um, it's cool to have a conversation with her about how she wants to deal with grief and these sort of spells at different times. Because the confusing part can also be the, the part that leads to distance between the two of you. So if you don't know how to act, like if she's in a moment, right? And she doesn't want you around, don't be around, right? If she's in a moment and she actually needs you there to just like hug her, then be there for her. But you can have these conversations with her when she's not in one of those moments about like your role in all of this. Just say, hey, listen, I will take your lead on all of this. I mm-hmm. love you with everything. But in moments like this, you know, do does it help if I you know, give you attention? Does it help if I try and talk you through this? Like, like explain to me what you need from me so I can help you through this. And if your role and at times is to do nothing, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and I'll, I'll just say that, you know, with, with dealing with having somebody in your life who, who, who lost a parent, the, the one thing you can't do is say anything that is going to in any way be taken as minimizing what they're going through. And that can sometimes happen inadvertently. Yeah. Right. And you just have to really watch those words. But I I think that you, I think that you can have a conversation with her and, and talk about the, and talk about the grief um, that she's, that she's going through. And oftentimes people deal with it differently. Sometimes they don't want to talk about the person that died. Like when my dad died, the one thing that my brother and I would do is even within the year sort of thing. Um, one thing that, that we would do is we would do the things that he loved, right? Like my dad, mm-hmm. before he died, loved Gran Turismo and PlayStation. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and he was so okay. he was so proud of the stupid car that he built and everything else. Yeah. And so what my brother and I had is we had his PlayStation card, and every now and then we would just sit and play my dad's car. On, oh man, that's real nice on PlayStation, right? And it was and it was like kind of mm-hmm. cool. And we would do the things that he loved, like we would, you know. Um, we would like anytime we ate his favorite food, we would always reference the fact that it was his favorite food, yeah. right? So mm-hmm, we we yeah. didn't we didn't sort of forget about those things. We embraced all those things, and you know when she's going through this, you need to just pick up on how she wants to remember and how she wants to deal with grief. And the time to have these conversations is not when she's in the middle of it, right? Yeah. The time to have mm-hmm. these conversations are when you guys are both in a really good situation and you can sit and have a very sort of open and trusting and honest conversation about your role in all of this because you have a very special role in all of this. You just need to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes I feel guilty that like I feel helpless. Like I can't yeah, of course. do anything. Yeah. And even though, and I don't want to force myself to do anything because I know that there's that room just like screw up massively. Yeah. You don't want to say or do the wrong thing. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. you, but defining your role and, and figuring out those those boundaries is really important. I remember when Catherine was pregnant, she had terrible morning sickness. And, yeah. and when it started, it was horrific. Like she sounds like she's being murdered in the bathroom when mm-hmm. she throws up. Like she's a violent puker, yeah. right? And in a moment where she wasn't throwing up early on in the morning sickness, I was like, okay, 
what do you need from me? Because I'm sitting here listening to this and I don't know what you need. Do you need me to go into the bathroom and hold your hair and rub your back? Do you need me to um, run down and run you a bath? Do you need me to do this stuff? And Catherine's line was, when this happens, when I'm in there violently throwing up, I need you to pretend nothing is happening. Gotcha. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And I sat on the couch and she would run into the bathroom and it sounded like she was being murdered, but I did not go in. I didn't say, hey, babe, you okay? I didn't go in, rub her back. I didn't get her a glass of water when she was done. I didn't do any of that because she asked me to just pretend like nothing was happening. And then when it was over, she would come back on the couch and we would carry on like nothing just happened. Right. Because that's the role she wanted me to play in all of that. And you can have those conversations. You know, everything, I literally have nothing to add because everything that Roz said was just um, beyond perfect. So I think that maybe in a moment when your wife isn't feeling down and out, uh, you do have that conversation to, to see what she feels your, you know, quote unquote role would be the next time she gets into that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, that's great. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I've been yeah, a fan man. of the show for nine years. And uh, right now I'm on episode 40 of the podcast, my second time around. Wow. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Jun, we appreciate the support. We appreciate you. Uh, all the best to your family and uh, much love to your wife as well. No problem. Thanks a lot, guys. Right on, Take dude. Care. Thank you, man. Thank you. Okay. Thank- Can I just tell you, yeah. I am so mad at this next question from Adil. Okay. So I haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, right? Okay. I plan on it soon. Yes. Within the next couple of days. But what Adil wrote here is potentially, I don't know if it is, I'm just making assumptions, a spoiler because I had read during opening weekend spoilers on accounts on Instagram that had nothing to do with Marvel, nothing to do with the Avengers. They were just like random accounts that I followed that people were just going in and making comments and spoiling certain things in the movie for me. Okay. So Adil wrote, with Avengers Endgame in theaters, my question is, if you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or future? So now, right there, if you were reborn in a new life, like, what the hell, man? Is that something that's part of the movie that I haven't seen yet? No. And I know it's not my... No. <laughs> I know it's my fault for not seeing the movie opening weekend. Right. But, like, what the hell, man? Okay, well, no, no. Here's There's there's things, there's assumptions that a smart Marvel fan can make about Endgame, okay? Which is... Infinity War ended with Thanos snapping his finger and wiping out half the population. Yes. Including Spider-Man and a whole bunch of other people. Ant-Man. Okay. Anybody who walked out of that theater or finished the movie that knows anything about Infinity Stones knows that what's the only way that you can fix this? Time Stone. Thank you. Okay. So you already know. So it's not a spoiler. Right? Nothing is a spoiler. What he said right now is not really, it's not a spoiler at all. It's not a spoiler. You already know in your head some of the mechanics Man. of this. I'm telling you, there's the de- I could sit here for an hour before I could actually spoil everything because it is just such a detailed movie. Man, okay, I- so what's the question? No, shut oh, up. We're okay. moving on. Okay. I hate you, Adele. Thank you for your question, though. All right, B writes this. If a hitman was coming to kill you. Oh, Jesus. And you had one fictional character to save you, who would you choose? Maury? Batman. Why Batman? Because he's never lost when he saves somebody. Mm. Every time he saves that girl that he that works for the newspaper, she's never died. Okay, let's let's what? put let, let's put parameters on this. Are you thinking about Spider Man and or Superman? No, Batman. Vicky Vale. Who? 
Vicky Vale. Who the Vicky hell is Vicky Vale? Is her name Vicky Vale? That was like from Michael oh, Keaton. Oh, from Batman the Tim Burton one, movie? That was yeah. Like, oh, Vicky God. Vale's not That's like not a real, real character. Yeah, it well, is. It says fictional. So, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, let's, let's, <sighs> okay, let's recast this um, question. No superheroes. Oh, um, wow. My answer was going to be Superman. Well, then what kind well, the, the only, when you say fictional, the only answer is superhero. No, fictional character. Like, like Sherlock no, Holmes? Not a superhero with oh, powers. I got it. Yeah. Ethan, whatever his name is from oh, Mission Ethan, Impossible. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, Tom okay. Cruise as Ma- Ethan Hunt yes. from Mission Impossible. Okay, Maury. He would be the guy. Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes? Wait, what is he Sherlock do? Holmes an idiot and Watson was the one? No, he could solve your murder, Maury, but I don't <laughs> yeah. know if he's going to save your life. And Watson was the, the smarter of the two. Okay. No, that's like in one version of it. Sherlock Holmes wasn't an idiot. Sherlock no. Holmes was brilliant. If a hitman was coming to kill you and you had one fictional character to save you, who would you choose? And we're not saying superheroes. And we're not saying and superheroes. Not saying Mocus is great. Mocus was great. Yeah, Ethan Hunt yeah. from Mission Impossible. I'm going to say John McClane um, from Ooh, Die Hard. Oh, good one. Oh, what yeah. about the one that, that Matt Damon played? B. Arthur. No, that's oh. gold. No, the one Matt Damon played. Oh, oh Bourne. Oh. Yeah, Bourne's there you go. the Bourne guy. There you go. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good one. So not Sherlock Holmes. No, either that or... Angelina Jolie and Salt was pretty good. Also, is that when she curved the bullet? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was it? Is that when she curved the bullet? I think, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Also, um, kill you what, from around the corner. Bill from Kill Bill. Uh, Bill. <laughs> Bill I dies. Want, I don't want Bill. Do you mean the bride from Kill Bill? Yeah, the bride. Yeah, the yeah. bride. Oh, Uma, Uma Thurman would be Uma's, great too. Yeah. Also, I was. I really liked uh, Charlize Theron. Did a movie called um, Atomic Blonde. Okay. And she was like this hitman kind of thing. It was great. I didn't think the movie did well at all. I didn't think people really liked the movie, but she's super badass in that. So either John McClane or Charlize Theron from oh. Atomic Blonde, because then maybe we would have like an embrace at the end of it. <laughs> I can Thank deal with that. Thank you for saving my what life, about, Charlize. Yes. What about Bruce Willis from the, the Glass movie? He saves everyone. Superhero. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, that's a superhero. I thought that was man. the whole argument. Is he or isn't no, he? No, of course he is. Superhero. Oh. It's a superhero movie. Uh, who did you pick, Maury? Not Sherlock Holmes. I picked Bourne. Bourne. Oh, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> you picked Goodwill Hunting to save you, bro? <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> All right, uh, next. Uh, what word can you never remember how to spell? This is Christy. I can never remember how to spell the most embarrassing word to misspell, which is I continuously, continuously uh, have to correct the way I try and spell genius. <laughs> genius. Yeah, and there's nothing makes you feel more dumb than misspelling genius. G-E-N-I-U-S. Is it? No. G-E-S. I, have, I, to, think I so. have to look it up right now because I don't even know. G-E-N-I-U-S. The words I always um, have to kind of say Yeah, the you rhyme. got it right. I always put an O in genius. G-E-N-I-O-U-S. Is Geni- how, yeah, genius. Genius? Yeah, genius. Uh, I always have like to luscious. do the uh, I before E except after C yeah. anytime I like writing out receipt or receive or anything like that. That I always right. have to use that childish yep. I before E except after C quote yep. to remember. How about you, Maury? <laughs> Basically everything. Yeah, but uh, especially beautiful. How do you spell beautiful? B E O B. Excuse me? B- B- <laughs> spell beautiful. B E O? Beautiful. You look so beautiful. 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 Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, more. Beautiful. B U. Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to spell it out. So without any interruptions, okay? 
You say the word, or yeah. you start spelling, and I'm going to write it down. Okay, okay go ahead. B U T I F U F U L L. Butterful. Okay, next. <laughs> yeah. Try again. B U T I U T F U L L. That's the exact the, same way you spelled yeah, it before. I just wrote the same word twice. Thanks. <laughs> next. Bu, 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 b e u t i f u l l. Yeah, you're right. Perfect. How did you spell it? B e u t i u f u l l. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah, perfect. Ding. Beautiful. Christy asks this question: What is something that if you dropped it in the toilet, you would actually go in? Is that the same Christy asking two nonsense questions back to back? Yep, probably. Listen, Christy. Um, I would say my wedding ring and or my cell phone. Oh, wedding ring, cell phone, keys. I guess. Sure. Keys is a pain in the ass to lose your keys. Oh, and wallet. Like, um, like, because like, you need your bank card. Yeah. And license. I listen, man. I would go in and get just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was like a candy. Yeah. No. I wouldn't get a candy, but if any, <laughs> yeah, you're not fishing <laughs> in a in a toilet bowl for like a Jolly Rancher. No. I think anything that goes in your mouth that falls in the toilet, you're leaving it. Right. Uh, years ago, we were. I, I did a um, a massive canoe trip one year to Killarney, which is a national park, and it was like six or seven days or something like that. It was huge, and one of the teachers that was on this trip with us we had to have everybody's um, health cards with them. Yeah. And so when you got there, you gave your health card to the main teacher. He locked it up, everything else. So one teacher was in charge of everybody's health cards in case something happened, which is amazing because something actually did happen. Um, so he was walking to the campsite from where one of these little areas that we stopped in had an outhouse. Okay. And he was walking to the campsite and it was just a horrific look on his face and he was soaking wet. Yeah. Like soaking wet. He had like come up from the lake where the outhouse was. And we were like, what the hell happened to you? And he had his wallet and yeah. inside his wallet were the 15 health cards of all the kids that were on this trip. Yeah. And he went to the outhouse, which is in the middle of nowhere. And as he pulled down his pants, his wallet fell out of the back pocket and went into the outhouse. Oh, my God. Right? And he had to go get it. Oh, so gross. Like he had to oh, go, that's go like, get that it. That is and, disgusting. And when I, okay, and listen, when I say that he had to go in and get it, I don't mean like an arm. What do you mean? Like he had to go in. Like climb in? And get it. That is why couldn't gross. he reach down? Was it because it was, it was like, too? It was it hit bottom. Oh, and gross. unfortunately, like in the blue water. Unfortunately, everything else. So the wallet sunk. Yeah, but everything else that goes in there floats. So the wallet is between everything. Everything. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. And so he finished oh. that. He finished that, and then just jumped in the lake. Well, yeah, to clean up. Oh, he must have felt like so disgusting yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Was he like, don't oh. talk to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you couldn't. Oh. It was terrible. So anyway, so um, yeah, my wallet. Tixiana <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ferrari writes, how would you feel if like 20 years from now, Cruz and Roxy start dating? 
Cruise my son, Roxy, your daughter. Correct, Amundo. You know what? I'd, I'd be, be to- fine with that. I would be totally yeah. cool with it. And here's why. Because then that would mean every, you know, couple of months, certain like family kind of gatherings, yeah. we, you and I would get to hang out and it would drive Maury nuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Old Maury. <laughs> yeah. Old Maury would be Maury- so upset. Hey, hold on. If 60-year-old Maury is still upset that you and I hang out, then 60-year-old Maury <laughs> needs to go back to therapy. Um, but okay, so let's let's change the question here. How would you feel if tw- like 20 years from now, Cruz and Roxy started dating? How would you feel, Mocha, if 20 years from now, Roxy dump Cruise. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right? Because it's not going to be happy. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, maybe maybe they are. Maybe they are happy. Who knows? Yeah. But like, young love is young love. Actually, oh, Roxy sure. would be almost 30. Yeah. Good for you, girl. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a seven-year difference between the two. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, Max Which, writes, uh, what celebrity are each of you closest with? Oh, boy. I don't know if I'm necessarily close with any celebrities. Maury? I mean, I chat with Devin Sawa. Right. Stan um, from the Eminem Stan music video. Right, right, right. And also, what else was he Sean, in? Oh, he was in Idle, uh, Hands. Idle Hands, right? And I mean, I we chat, Matthew and I chat with Sean Desmond right. from time to time. But like regularly? I, I don't know any celebrities. I mean, I've like, never been to like their homes. I used to be friends with Michael Lohan quite closely. Wow, that's Jesus. <laughs> um... Um, you know Jason Priestley, don't you? I know Jason Priestley. Yeah, I'll talk to Jason Priestley. Oh, uh, Jonathan Scott. Jonathan, there you go. Jonathan Scott slept over before. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the property brothers. They're billionaires yeah. and are huge. So I guess yeah, Jonathan Scott. I'm probably as far as like the who's the biggest person that I could say, hey, do you want to grab dinner? And they would say yes. So yeah, Jonathan Scott. Um, oh, I don't have any. I don't know anybody on that level. Yeah, I think I think I think I think Jonathan. I don't. And I've known Jonathan for years. Um, so yeah, I think that. I mean, yeah. every now and then I'll like I'll email little John. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you'll get. But that's a, about yeah. it. But like anytime he's uh, anywhere, you know, like if I go to Vegas and he's performing in Vegas, it's not like I could email him and be like, "You want to grab a drink?" Right. 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 Or right. when he comes to Toronto, like three times uh, every summer to do a gig, I can't call him up or right email him and say, "Hey, do you want to come over to my place for a drink?" Yeah. I was I was sort of friends with Anthony for like a week. No, you weren't. You were never friends with Anthony for a week. <laughs> you tortured him over DM. Anthony yeah, from Queer Eye, by the way. And then he unfollowed you. <laughs> oh, here, this one from Nadia. Mm. Nadia writes this. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos that appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? <laughs> I know Maury's going to pick the skin color. Changing. Skin color. Sure. I don't, I'm trying to picture what the tattoos would be. It would just be you sitting in front of the uh, the computer making sure the front door's locked. <laughs> That's a very elaborate tattoo. Private, <laughs> private browsing exactly, open. Exactly, yeah. So my so basic some skin color would change based on your mood your yeah, emotions yeah so let's say like if you were if you're sad you you become a black man no blue what let's say blue no because if you look at the mood rings if you were angry or sad it would turn black yes that's right no but don't think actual skin color like think color like oh, like okay. you would turn blue and yes black but like it would be like black like the frame of a television so like that movie where they they had the different emotions like there was sad and angry yes. was red that's and a great movie that. inside out yeah. uh yeah that one um and then because Maury would be great with that because 
every, I don't, can't tell you the amount of times in a week we're like, hey, Maury, what's wrong with you? And he goes, nothing. But I would like to know what the color represented. Like if Maury was a walking mood ring. Oh, he'd be walking sadness. Yeah, we wouldn't even have to just ask you. We could just yeah. know. You would be sadness from inside out oh, for Maury's, sure. Maury's red again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tattoos that uh, depicted what you did yesterday. See, mine would be like super boring. It would be driving home. Yeah, I know. Eating lunch. Yeah. Hanging out with my kid, watching TV, and then like going to bed at a decent so, hour. Would your body be sensible, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Would your body erase the tattoos the next day or would yeah, you Yeah, it would start all have... over. No, yeah, would just but start for all you, over. your routine is the same. So Roz's your... would just be constant pictures of cans of cider? Yeah, that's it. Everything that I drink. And yours would just be constant. Whoa. Whoa. True, though. <laughs> um, Cher1983 writes, how do you guys stay so down to earth and sexy AF? Sending oh, love from Victoria, damn. B.C. Thank you. Shout out to Victoria, B.C. Whatever. Well, let me answer that she one. She wasn't talking about you more. Oh, we, we all know that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, come on. How do you stay sexy AF? More oh, I go to boot camp every week. No, you don't. You go to the gym. Uh-huh. <laughs> You go to the gym every week. Yeah. And I do three masks a week. Maury said Yogurt me, masks. Maury said in a text yesterday that uh, uh, one of us commented on how he looked. And he said that, uh, you know, that's what a year of boot camp does. And I was just like, man, if you did a year of boot camp, you would be deployed serving your country yeah, right now. For sure. You go to the gym. Yeah. Anyway. A gym where they tell you to take your shirt off when well, you walk in the door. Uh, Leah Kershaw. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite childhood toy? Oh, yes. Okay, go for it then. Lego and pound puppies. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the boys that played with pound puppies? Yeah. I used to pound, and Lego, I would build grocery stores. Um, That's let's right. See. You used to build really sensible Favorite. things with Lego. <laughs> so weird. It would have to be my wrestling dolls, action figures. My yeah. wrestling action figures. They were dolls. They, they were, were called wrestling figures. dolls. They yeah. weren't action figures because they didn't move. Um, well, you could make them move. So I would say those. Did you ever play with them? Favorite. Like, would you? Would they talk to each other? Move oh, around? yeah, they'd fight. Of course. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my pound puppy would play with my gremlin doll. Okay, question. Uh, what was my favorite toy? I see, I was really into music very young. So, like, I started playing guitar real young. Yeah. But I liked the wrestlers, too. Well, when you were a kid, what was it? Like, uh, stick and ball? Yeah, stick and ball. Thanks, more. Yeah, we used to play stick ball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with a rubber ball and a broomstick. <laughs> Run from the car to the hydrant. Because <laughs> you live in 1920s New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I like the Commodore 64 for video games. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you play the video play game that? where it was like the, the horse and buggy and you had to like, it went along and you had to like feed the horse and capture the water and the little girl was stressed and... You know, the, no. Do you know the one I'm what talking about? What the hell no. is that? What game is that? Oh, God. You know the one I'm talking about, I right? I have no idea. It sounds like a game that a guy who collected <laughs> pound puppies would go and play. <laughs> um, yeah, toys were really interesting back then because I we always had a ton of them. But I like I liked the, my Star Wars action figures are real great, too. Oh, yeah. And there you go. I was never super into Lego. Lego was my brother's thing. And then I just got into like drawing and music and I yeah. really just like that. But no, the wrestling dolls I was obsessed with for, for a great number of years because I was just so obsessed with wrestling and the wrestlers were great and it was so much fun and such an imagination. And I used to be, I used to make these really elaborate sets for the wrestlers and I didn't 
didn't like the ring that you could buy at the store, so I made my own with like actual turnbuckles that were full of foam. And, oh yeah, the oh, turnbuckle because yeah. I, I had that ring and the turnbuckle was plastic. Yeah, no, and the uh, the ring ropes and the ring was too small, so the, I made a, I made a bigger one like an actual two scale yeah. ring. I that, remember the ropes were like the the elastic. If you stretched them too much, then they yeah. just stayed stretched out. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. This one. What game is that? What's it called? The Oregon Trail. No, I didn't want. No, I used to play. No, <laughs> no I used to play like pole no, position. Pole position and Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, and summer and winter games. You didn't play Oregon Trail. No, Oregon Trail. Jeez. It was available oh, on DOS and CD-ROM. No. No, I played Commodore 64, more. <laughs> oh, my that's, God. That's not a Commodore game. All right, so every week uh, on Instagram, you'll find us at Kiss925. We'll post a picture that simply reads Roz and Mulder. You get to ask a question. We'll try our very best to answer it on the following week's podcast. And, uh, of course, we'll try to get somebody on the phone with us to ask their question Live. Don't forget, rate, review, share with your friends wherever it is that you get the Roz and Mocha Show podcast from. Uh, we appreciate it, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.